Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you doing? Happy Wednesday. How you feeling? How's your midweek hump day, whatever the shit people call it? How's it going? Oh, oh fuck, I'm not supposed to curse in the first five minutes. Oh. oh, that's the whole point why I do these intros and I just cussed already. Uh, All right, whatever, dude. Whatever. Flying, you know, that's that's what the show is, dude. I, there's nothing I can do. You're not supposed to curse, apparently, because of something with Apple Podcasts. But, um, hey, man, it's the real me. Nothing I can do to fight it. Anyway, uh, welcome. This is my podcast. This is We're All Psychos. Uh, this is Dylan Palladino. Okay? If you're a newcomer, welcome, man. Um Take a seat, all right? Lay back. Turn your, turn your volume up, all right? And just get ready to enjoy a nice, long conversation between me and comedian, very funny guy, and might I say friend now, Andrew Collin. Uh, we, had a, we had a really good conversation. I haven't had a, a long one in uh, a while. I've been trying to keep them a little bit uh, shorter to about, you know, hour 20, hour 30, something like that, but... I can talk, and so can Andrew, and this one, we got an, an over two-hour one today, and guys, it's good, and I think you're going to enjoy all of it, and a lot of you guys request the longer one, so I decided, what the hell, I'll do it. Hold on one second. Mm. God, I love coffee. Um, yeah, it's a really good episode. Andrew is a, key, a comedian in New York City. He's originally from Florida. He has had, like... So many different jobs and um, went through all of them. Didn't really like any of them. He's a self-proclaimed lazy boy. He had a football play named after him in high school, which is pretty funny. Uh, he partied with little John. You're going to have to listen to the end to hear that. And yeah, man, it's um, it's really fun. It's really fun, really fun episode. And that's all I need to say, you know? And like, am I trying to push to get this to five minutes because I'm almost positive that we curse within the first um, 10 seconds of the show. Yeah, I am. But, you know, sometimes you're just not really feeling the five minutes of me screaming about rating and reviewing the show, which, by the way, you should be doing, dude. It really doesn't take a lot of time, and it helps, and it makes me feel good, and it makes you feel good because you're doing your one good deed. And, by the way, we got a review from Michaela last week. Thank you so much. All right. Also, okay, here's something I'm thinking about doing. Um, I'm thinking about getting a voicemail box where you guys can call in and leave messages about stuff you've been thinking about, things that happened to you this week. What I mean, whatever, a video you saw online that for some reason you can't DM me and you want me to try and check out. Do we like that idea? Do we think that would be cool? I mean, I'm probably going to do it anyway, but I'm trying to get some kind of response as to, you know, oh, yeah, Dylan, I would call in. And, you know, I would maybe not say your names. I know some people like to be anonymous. That's fine. Um, but I'm trying to include you guys a little bit more. I think that'd be good for the show. It'd be fun for the Empire. And um, just let, let a, I almost said let a brother know. And I would have thrown my computer out the window if I said that. But just let your boy know. That's good. That's, that's more how I talk, all right? 
Let them know. Reach out. If you're one of those people that listens and you never reach out, reach out, dude. I'm here. I got a hand. I'll reach it out. You you reach your hand out. I shake your hand. I say, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you, okay? And we have a little conversation and that's it. I mean, granted, if you're trying to have a fallen relationship on Instagram, I'm probably going to just leave your shit seen and cussed again. Damn. Uh, but whatever. But yeah, rate review. Let me know if you want me if you want to do that uh, voice note, voice mailbox thing. And besides that, keep telling friends. All right, keep sharing the show. Let's keep this thing growing. Keep it moving. And without further ado, hear the words you love to hear, man. Please welcome Andrew Cullen. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We are all psychos. I'm always good, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. That's how we start the show. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. With these uh, guys that say brother are uh, an interesting breed, but I've started to become that guy. What do you mean, though? Like, like, like that you think you're a fucking wrestler? No, I just like say bro, like. Brother just kind of, for whatever reason, like feels nice to me sometimes. I'm like, yeah, like this feels nice. Like it feels like a... Do you have a real brother? Yeah, I got two brothers. Do you call them brother? No, I don't call them brother. No. No, I don't call them brother. (laughs) Well, bro, obviously... Well, I say bro 24-7. Yeah. Bro and dude is like in my lexicon. It's just, they're just filler words. But some would argue that bro is, that that word is more triggering than bro. Like... Yo, bro. Hey, bro. Like, it could come off a little douchey. Bro you know? is much more, I think. Yeah, but I think guys that say bro are douchier, but guys that say brother might be more dangerous. <laughs> guys that say brother are car-carrying members of the NRA, and guys that say bro just follow Dan Bilzerian on Instagram. You know what I mean? It's yeah. too no, different. No, I feel you. Yeah. I, I see a brother... As wearing a, like a Hell's Angel, he doesn't even have to be in the gang. But he's so yeah. And it's the cutoff one. Oh shit! Yeah, it's yeah. the vest. It's a leather vest. It I comes mean, with a Harley, but it's not like your pussy Harley. You know, it's no, like it's like a good. It's been passed down from his grandfather, yes, yes. and then like he always has Marlboro Reds on him. Fuck yeah, he rips the filters off of them to smoke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the, yeah. and the cutoff, he's not even ripped. He's like his arms are just big, just big. But you yeah, just and know, hairy, hairy forearms. But like that, he's carried a I ha- like, such hairy forearms. Dude. Yeah, but not not like a brother. They're, oh yeah, they're different. The <laughs> yeah. brother's darker and coarser. And there's Much, a, there's a tattoo, but like a real tattoo of yeah. like an anchor drowning his ex wife. <laughs> you know, like something badass. You know, like <laughs> and it's faded. And he's going to get it like redone, but he's going to add another wife to it. And yeah. that's only the way you can say brother. That's the you only gotta way you can say brother. You got to go through those 15 steps, and then you go, hey, brother, hey, pass brother. me a cold one, brother. Pass me a cold one, brother. And then you earn the respect of brother. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. It's like you can't say. To say bro, all you have to do is get your fraternity letters tattooed on your fucking, yeah, I mean, on your upper arm, really small, and just be like, hey, bro. I mean, you just have to say full send three times, and then you're allowed to say bro. Like, it's do you just, say smoke show? I feel like the same, like, that. I hate I that word for some reason. I've said it a couple times because, you know how sometimes you're around a certain group of people, and you, like, pick up their lexicon without Story even Story of my think, life. Yeah, dude. So, like. I've We're sometimes people pleasers, said, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So it's like the guy's a smoke, and I'm like, oh, dude, he's a, she's a total smoke. And then in my head, I'm like, bro, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm like, you have no backbone, 
and you're just speaking like this other guy because you want him to like you. And he's a dick, by the way. Dude. And he's just got nice hair, and I'm like, oh, dude, she's a smoke. I totally pipe her out. Like, just saying shit that I... Yeah, dude, I fucking that's the story of my life. If you're southern, I'll get down there yeah, and get yeah, oh yeah. Hey man, yeah, dude. Oh, you're hot. And then if you're from Long Island, I'll be like, hey, what's going what the fuck's going on with her? Hey, what, what are you talking fuck? about, man? Yeah, I'll use my hands. Yeah. Like Northeast is a lot of fucking hands. It's a lot they're in fact, there's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. And they have to because there's so much inside them, they have to let it out with the <sighs> I mean, Sebastian is like his entire body. It's like I'm that's, so jealous of people that will just stay true to themselves. So, like I guess that is true. True to who you are. I mean, we're fucking people pleasing bitches. Yeah. Like that's who we are. I'd say it's true because it allows us to make more friends. For sure, yeah, dude. For sure. But and you're it's trying like, on different people, kind of. But it, but are they real friends? Because are you showing your real self? Damn. No. Damn, bro. The real self, brother. brother. That was <laughs> some real shit. Rips the sleeves off. That was a, the real self. Is you on the couch, uh, talking shit to one of your friends. With no, that's the real self. Most people don't, you know, they don't yeah. get to see it's your that. group chat. It's a, yeah, it is your group chat. Yeah, me and my group chat is a lot worse <laughs> of a person than anyone needs to ever see. That guy, yeah, that guy <laughs> is bad. There's about two or three group chats where I have to stay friends with all those guys because if I don't, they will tank my career a hundred percent. They will tank that shit. It is like it's like those guys you ever watch like guys in an interview and the interviewer will be like, Oh, so what are you and like this kind of energy? And they're just like, Yeah, so my band is what you know, Kings of Leon. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, on the Arctic monkeys, like that's who we are. And they're very like it's whatever. And it's like they've almost been trained. Well, they might be they might be faking just as much as we're faking, but oh, the other you way. I think they're faking so that no one so they seem cooler. Oh, they're they're faking the rock star coolness. Yeah, to like check that I don't really give a shit anymore. I saw Takashi Six Nine, who uh, he was on uh, not Breakfast like Impulsive. This like. Horrible, oh my whatever. god, impulsive. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yo, bro. Logan Paul. By the way, bro, love to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great, bro. <laughs> uh <laughs> no, but I saw him on and he and he said Film something the about guy like kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean the guy had it coming. Uh <laughs> No, so no, but but he Takashi Six Nine was on. Uh -huh. He's like, if I vibe with you, I vibe with you. If not, then that's and I've I heard that and like it's you were like, like I'm Takashi Six Nine, bro. I bro, brother, bro, bro brother, dude, boss, smoke show, yeah, dude, pal, smoke? chief, pal, dude. I fucking hate when people call me pal or chief, pa buddy. I hate oh, buddy. buddy. I fucking hate buddy oh. there's a couple people i think my dad calls me buddy that's allowed because of the dad father thing but dude if especially if i don't know you oh. and you call me buddy listen buddy we're gonna fight yeah like i, I i'm not your buddy dude I don't like that. It's the most demeaning thing ever. Right it's away. It's always like, oh, buddy. Like, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Even if it's not, it's like the only person who gets away with it, Alex Pavone. He, but he says it to everyone. Okay. And that's one where I was like, okay, I can tell it's not coming from like He's a, a little guy, too. Exactly. Yeah. So He's not beefing up on you. He's not beefing. Yeah. No. And he's allowed to. But most of the time, dude, you get a buddy from some guy you just met. You know how sometimes- I got a champ recently. Oh. This girl goes, hey, why don't you wear your mask over your nose next time, champ? And I go, okay, champ. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> champ. Are you fucking kidding me? You dumb slag. And How by the way, dare you? I, it fell down while I was singing a song. I was eating her out and it <laughs> fell down. Sorry. 
you were singing a song. What for? A show? I was, no, I was with Ashley um, in uh, for when Biden won, and we were singing, "I want to dance with somebody," mm -hmm. but we changed it to "Somebody." Oh, nice, very it's pretty fun. Yeah, very good. And she flipped it on the camera on me. I didn't even know she was going to film me. And were you outside? Where were you? Yeah, we were outside. Yeah, so whatever. why is this person? Just dude, don't call me fucking champ. Just don't call me champ. Also, don't talk about my mask falling down. So, she, dude, people don't know this. If you have a beard, every time you talk, it pulls it down. Yeah. So if I'm talking to anyone, the mask is going to be pulled down almost immediately under my nose. There so, you go. And so, sometimes I, I didn't take this time to readjust it. I will. It's got to be okay. You're picking the wrong fights. Pick Dude. a fight with the person that has no mask on. Not the guy that the mask fell while he was singing exactly. a song. He's like trying. You got you to pick, pick who your you're... It's, it's the same thing across the board with with the whatever, the left, the blah, left. blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah. Both like, sides. Pick who you're fighting. Like, don't, don't fight the guy that's trying. Who, exactly. Who started very yes. ignorant. Who started at a group friend group, group chat, and he's trying to make it to a public chat. Yes, yes, And he's yes. somewhere in the middle right now, and he wants to not be Smoke Show Man. He wants, he wants to, to be uh, beautiful, equal, beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, a beautiful woman. Silhouette yeah. lady. There's a beautiful silhouette woman with an X. That's yes. a beautiful woman. I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to say her gender. Yeah. No. But you're pushing him back towards private group chat. Yes. It's not. But also, in that defense. Uh huh. Don't be such an ego bitch where you have to get pushed back. Like, I think there's For like, sure. No, no, I, there's both sides. But I go through that. I go through that in the sense like, uh, what happened the other day? Someone, um, like, talked sh shit about something. Oh, oh, whatever. I said a certain word that isn't supposed to be said anymore. Mm -hmm. Not the big one, but. No, of course. Not the, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. the tiny, uh, yeah, tiny one. Tiny one. And she gave me, like, a lecture, and I'm like, ah. And then, like, I wanted to respond by just going. Was, was this online? No, I did on, on my podcast. I said the R word. Oh, he's a retard. Okay, that's, dude. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, were you talk? Were you talking about a mentally challenged? Yes. Person? Yes. I actually had one. I was interviewing him. You're like, <laughs> so you're retarded. <laughs> So tell me what it's like being a retard. And the guy no. was like, thank you very much. But I get it. Like, yes. But Dude, I get it. But also, it's not your place to, like, you're not changing anyone. Stop being so, like, self-righteous. Most of the time, unless you're really good friends with someone, you're not going to change them that way. And just stick to your own thing. If, some, if I'm really close friends with someone, maybe I'll be like, hey, dude. Maybe you shouldn't be saying this, but also it's like all in context, you know? Yeah. You were saying it about something dumb. It's like... I was literally saying someone got uh, on their SAT, like an 800 on their SAT, and then a, or 800 on verbal, and like a 500 on math. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, you're a genius here. It's interesting, because you're a genius here, and you're absolutely retarded, retarded yeah. there. And that's how I said it. And I don't... And it's just, I don't know, certain words are picked, and it's like, well, is the mentally handicapped kid actually, like, offended by this, or do you have to tell him to be offended by this? Are you offended because you're offended, offended because for him? You're like, offended for him because you, uh, I think it depends. Because they have to deal with it. I have empathy. Like, it's 100%. hard to have a mentally handicapped kid, and every day it's like a struggle, and you have to wake up, and you have to, like, care for them like a baby yeah. for their whole life. Exactly. It's fucking sucks. It does. That being said, there's no way in hell that I would ever use that word as a way to actually we refer to them. Yeah. Yes. It's like, and it also it does, like, depend if one of those people, like, if someone who is on the autism spectrum or someone like, I would 
not say that because I'd go, you know what? I don't want to offend this person. Mm -hmm. Like it might actually offend them and that's not what I'm trying to do. But if I'm offhandedly referring to someone, it's like, that's fucking retarded, bro. Like it's, it's just, there's all these nuances in uh, language that I think people are like, I may be coming back around to it feels like. I feel like I've heard the word gay a lot more and it's been accepted. Whereas like a couple years ago, people were like, don't call that gay. And now it's kind of been accepted to the point where it's like, Oh yeah, it's okay. It's fine as long as it's not negative. And there's also the argument where it's like, okay, so are we supposed to just shelter? Like, if someone's mentally handicapped and you're like, don't ever say anything to offend them, it's like, well, aren't we supposed to be treating them like just a person and yeah. not giving a fuck? And as long as you're not being shitty to them, you shouldn't coddle them. That's my thing. It's like, uh, I'm not gonna not ever, like, it, it, dude. I'm not going to say it in front of them, but if you're one of my friends, don't get on your high horse and be like, oh, I, don't, I don't say the R word. Also, maybe say it in front of them. Maybe he enjoys it. <laughs> maybe he laughs. Look, there's a there's a, there's a a comedian that's crippled on uh, on Twitter, Donovan something. Donovan Crip. He's, he's really funny. And he leans so hard in, and he's like, don't fucking baby me. Yes, I'm crippled, but don't fucking feel sorry for he's me. He's like, bro, that look at my fucked up body. Yeah. And then he'll shit on you and yeah. completely tear you apart. And he'll be like, I can't walk. I mean, look, I grew up with a lot of, in, like, a decent amount of anti-Semitism, being Jewish, whatever. And uh, uh -huh. and there would be certain words. Like, I remember growing up and being people would be like, uh, oh, I got it on a discount. I Jewed them down or I Jewed them down. And that, yeah, that but sounds bad. Yeah. It sounds bad. And that would actually be, like, the one time where I was, like, I'd get offended for some reason because it was just such a part of the dialect. Yeah. And that's where I could see how... For sure. The R word or whatever that we keep going back. Now yeah, we have yeah. to like bleep it out like 45 times. <laughs> Do you want me to bleep it out? No, no, I okay, don't care. Good. No, no. Um, so, but, but my point being is like because it becomes such a part of the dialogue that it's too simple yes. that I could see why it could offend. But. Well, it's like, you know, I remember when I was younger, um, I would my friends would be cheap about something and I'd, be, and I'd be like, don't be such a fucking Jew. And I was young. And I remember at one point my mom was like, don't say, like she got mad at me. She's like, don't, and I didn't get it. I was 15. Don't say fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, don't say fuck. She's like, call him Jewish, okay? Yeah, yeah. So don't say, don't be Jew such a- Jew does sound yeah. way worse. Or Jewy. Yeah, yeah Jewy sounds, yeah. yeah. But but I do get it to the point where you go, when you've met enough Jewish people who are like, yeah, dude, it's just kind of shitty to hear. You go, all right, it doesn't really matter that much to me to say it. So now, the only time I'm going to say Jew is probably making fun of one of my friends who's Jewish to fuck with him, but it's because I love it. I'm never going to yeah. actually be like, oh, dude, don't be such a Jew. Like they, that's when you, it all also depends on how you hear someone say it. Cause you can hear hate in someone's voice. <laughs> yeah. Pretty open. Well, you could hear their parents' hate. Yeah, through yeah. a through a fourteen-year-old. You can hear generational yeah, hate. Yeah. yeah, when he goes, "Don't Jew him down." It's like, did your grandpa teach you that? Like yeah. that's how it felt. It's and like, if, how, well, you hit the J so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the W. <laughs> Somehow yeah. you hit both. Jew. <laughs> no, but dude, I would. I swear to God, I went to my buddy's house. A lot of things, but dude, one time. My buddy, I walked into his house. He had like three copies of Mein Kampf in his library. No way. I'm like the scratch off, like my, like all the ones. He's the yeah. paperback, the hard copy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, like a, the new edition updated with a new a pop up forward. book. Yeah, where exactly. Just like a dead Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Something, dude. It was crazy. And, and this I, was your friend. These are all my good friends in so Florida. Like, They're bro, all Florida people. You were like, do you not like? This is a Trump county, by the way, by far. Yeah. And, like, whatever. So, you know, do whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
another one of my buddies uh, sprayed a lighter fluid in the shape of a swastika on, on, on the driveway and oh. lit it on fire. And then chased me into the bathroom with a BB gun and was like, I'm going to get you, Jew, and started shooting BB guns under the door. And I was like, okay, you know, and then he That's the kind of fucked up shit that guys do when they're like, where they don't realize. And they're just like this, like, let's just, let's do the worst shit ever yeah. and find the line. And like, I was little too. So it was how like, old you? I was probably, well, no, I was like literally little. Like oh. I was a small kid growing up. Really? I didn't hit puberty till late. And I was just like, I was real how, small. How short were you? Fuck. I don't know. I was like the smallest in the grade. Like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, something like that? At, like third, at, at 15, I was 5'3". And what? 16, I was 5'6". And now I'm like, you know, 6'8". So <laughs> I grew a lot last year at 38. Did you have grown a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I lied about that. You 39. Yeah. <laughs> no, 39 is a cool age because it's like on the cusp. But I'm 40. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, 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 shit. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard here first, guys. Don't believe anything Andrew Collins says. <laughs> I'm actually 25. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, no. But my point being is like, oh yeah, and like my temple was spray painted as a kid. Like said, uh, six million Jews uh, left to kill. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, shit like that. Like swastikas everywhere, and um, and just like. And so when people are like anti-Semitism and like this kind of shit, it's like it's very prevalent outside of New York City. And it like, exists for yeah. sure. And I think also, I think there's there's also I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this might be because I'm more optimistic about people. I think sometimes people who do shit like that, there are definitely anti-Semites. Like people who straight up are like, I don't like you just because you're Jewish, and I think bad things should happen, or you are just less of a person. And I think there are also people who just want to find a scapegoat and are pissed off at their life sure. and go, oh, I'm just going to take all this anger out and do something that I know will cause pain. Like there's some people yes. who are like, I feel powerless. I know this will incite a reaction or evoke emotion. So I'm going to go do this even if I don't fully, even if I'm not, if I'm not fully three copies of Mein Kampf, like Mein Kampf, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, no, and, and you know, there's, it's... If you're like a skin, if you're like a, a, a like a runaway teen, or like you, your parents are putting cigarettes out on you, yeah. and he's in brother, he's like, yeah, brother, yeah. and then you find love with a bunch of skinheads that are like, "Yo, dude, we're chill over here. Yeah, we'll here. take you in. White we'll to take the you best. In. Yeah, we love you, bro. All you have to do is spray paint this synagogue yeah. real quick. Yeah, you're like, you're like well, okay, pretty yeah. cool though. I love, I love fucking Rick, and yeah, he's exactly. cool. I Whatever, Cletus, but like, good. no, but it comes from love, getting it from other play and feeling accepted. Yeah, that's the most of those people that I would say, yeah, it's either finding acceptance somewhere and then kind of like there's this guy, Daryl Davis, that would go to and talk to different clan members and would convert them. It's this yeah. it's black dude. Yeah, he was on Rogan. He was he's awesome. And he would, you know, talk to these guys and then they'd be like, I can't do this anymore because I was lied to. And now I see this black dude who's amazing. And it's just you get you fall into a group, and not all groups are good. Dude. And it's I, I, where I grew up, there the I went to private high school, so like there weren't many like black kids in my school. Mm -hmm. But but the the high school was dude. It was almost segregated in a way where it was like there were fights between like you know the blacks versus the whites, and it, really? and there was literally chance like if the whites don't win, we all like there was like that shit growing. Oh, up, I swear fuck. to God, and and. But I think what happens is, is like there's this divide, not only in the school, but where they live in the town. Like literally, it's yeah, segregated. Yeah. 
Like, then, like different sides of the train tracks kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you go down there, and they'll always tell you, like, almost like it's like a boogeyman. Like, don't go down in that area yeah, because yeah. that's really dangerous. But it's really dark down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like there was this Avenue D in Fort Pierce, and it's like, don't go down Avenue D. And then you build this idea of, like, you see color with, like, fear. With fear. Yeah, there's emotion. Like, there's Bro. danger tied to it. And then you can't even control that your brain's been trained that way. So then you see it. And then you get scared and you go, wait, why the fuck am I scared? Like, am I fucking mm -hmm. racist? And you go, no, it's because of all this shit. It's like all, there's so much shit that feeds into our brain that we're not even aware of that forms this opinion of wherever you are. Whether sure. it's like, that's why I kind of subscribe, not fully, but a little bit to the idea of how, especially with minorities, how they're portrayed in media does affect the overall, like it fully does. Sure. Because if you're just seeing black dudes as like people in the hood gang members shit like that then your like your brain doesn't know what is your brain doesn't know what tv is you know like it just sees that as you experiencing life so it files out a way of like oh what's the majority of times that i've seen this type of person oh they're doing this that therefore informs me that if I see them, I should maybe be aware that this might happen. And then all these people, without even knowing they have this subconscious like bias towards people, yeah. and you have to unlearn that. Well, it's not. I, I've well, I'm not going to speak for people of color, but I, I would assume if you please just, do, yeah, please do as a, <laughs> as a as a as a Jewish man. Uh, no, but like I I just feel like you know you if. If that's how you're portrayed on TV, whether it's the news or actual like fictional shows, then you're like, well, well, that's who I am. Like that's what I'm gonna be. Like that's all the option I have. Oh yeah. Because you don't see yourself as. And then it informs yeah you. What are my options? Yeah. Yeah, I can only be this or that. That's why when you see someone like Kamala Harris or yeah. someone like Obama, like that's why it means so much. Like to see someone, then you have aspirations that you can go farther than whatever is inside. But. uh yeah, so like those Trump, but like where I'm from, uh -huh. that vote for Trump, the only interaction they've ever had with people of color is, is exactly like, is In like Avenue fighting D. or yeah. or they work for them and they're like, well, I give them a job, so I give I, I pay them to wash cars, so I'm a good guy. I'm good. So like, I don't know, no, dude. You so then when I moved to New York, word to his face, yeah, say yeah. <laughs> well, he does it, you know. There, yes, the context. Yeah, no. um, no, but <laughs> but if 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 uh, my but when I moved to New York and then uh -huh. I was around so many like brilliant black comedians and and like it really did like at thirty I I changed in a yeah. way like I uh, wasn't yeah. like like Mr. Rat but just For like sure. just just having conversations and dude I was like that dickhead that would be like oh I seen. Boys in the Hood, I know, or I've seen Menace to Society. Yeah, I know what's like, good. Like three yeah. African-American movies, and I'm just like, I don't know. My point being is, like, like before you have an idea, like, really ask yourself, like, how many, you know, black people do I... Yeah, exactly. I, not just, like, oh, I'm friends with this guy, or... How many of them have you talked to? Yeah. How many can you call up and, like, actually say what's up to? Yeah. There's a difference between, you know, being friends with them on Instagram... And actually being like, oh, I've had a, a deep conversation with them and asked their ideas on different things, pushed back and forth, at least tried to see what they think. Mm -hmm. Because another thing is that a lot of people who aren't from whatever, if you're trying to think about what a minority feels about something, if you're not from that group, uh, I think it's – ignorant isn't the right word, but it's like um, naive to think of them as a monolith. 
they don't all think exactly the same. It's like if you want to know their opinion on some shit, you got to talk to multiple people because they don't all just this is what every black person believes, dude. Or this is what all Mexicans feels like. Nah, dude, this is what Charles feels. Mm -hmm. And it's like you got to get an idea. Maybe if you talk to a bunch of them, you might start to see a trend and be like, okay, this is rampant through They feel this type of oppression. They feel whatever this way. Then you have more of an idea about it, but you don't just talk to one, you know, Al Sharpton doesn't speak for every single black dude. He doesn't? It's like, no, I mean, I know he uh, tries to, oh, okay. but yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that 100%. And like, like when I moved to New York the first time, I, it's a long story, but I ended up working as a fishmonger where you cut fish and you, you hand deliver fish. Oh shit, really? Yeah. That's Four fingers, awesome. by the way, is a pound of salmon. So Four fingers? So if someone goes, hey, let me get a pound Hold of on, salmon. Wait, explain this. You're going to now be the only host of the show while I go turn the AC off. Okay. Take one second. Keep yeah, 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 yeah. So for you at home, <laughs> okay, so let's say you go into a fishmonger store <laughs> and you want to pound the salmon, okay? What what you do as a fishmonger to uh, to make it as fast as possible and efficient as possible, you just measure four fingers and then you cut four fingers and that's right around the pound every that's time. Really? Yeah. And so it saves time. That does save And a lot so of depending time. on the thickness of the fish, the less fingers, you know? Oh, or okay, because not all fish is, because some of those. Like swordfish, two fingers. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Is this all true? Yeah, dude. Dude. And my ex-wife, seven <laughs> seven fingers. Seven fingers, and there was still some room in there. <laughs> two hands. Seven fists. Damn. Ah! Ah! No, Whoa. but yeah, yeah, yeah. How no, long were you a fishmonger for? Oh, a day. Oh, no, 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 no. I did it for like six months. Damn. Yeah. What was the money like? Not good. Okay. Um, well, you know, I uh, I don't know how much you want in my story, but like, dude, I, I want it all. Well, fuck. <sighs> Where do you want me to start? Andrew, I want all of you. What do you want? When do you what? want me? <laughs> do you want me here? Beg me for it. Mm, hey, brother. <laughs> are you a big Are you a big talker in There's the bedroom? Something about a guy being like, Yo, brother. Yo, brother. You're like, oh my suck God. my dick, brother. <laughs> it's like we're related. Like. <laughs> uh, what you call it? Wait, what's that? What I said, are you a big talker in the bedroom? Uh, um, no, I feel very self-conscious when really? I talk in the bedroom. I have to. Really? Not have to, but like it gets me much more into it. Interesting. When I like talk shit and stuff, I think it's because I'm like checking in, and I'm like, yeah, you like this, but in my head, I'm like, please tell me yes because I need the validation. I don't know. Part of me thinks like the smaller the dick, the more they talk shit. They're like, can you take this? And the yeah. girl's like, yeah, like pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but she's like, it's so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want all yeah. all of this dick? You want all you this like this and shit? <laughs> you yeah. want this mushy soft cock? <laughs> oh, that's been a lot. Oh, thumbing it in. <laughs> That was all my 20s, dude. All my early 20s, just thumbing it in. Yeah, just hitchhiking. Just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hitchhiked your pussy last night. Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. You got about 10 minutes. No, I want to hear the... Uh, I want to hear a lot. Because you've you've had definitely, like, a life. You've done oh, my story, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of cool shit, which I think personally makes it a better, cooler life. Because it's like... I think about that where I go. I mean, dude, we have so much more life. To, like, I'm 28, you're 39. Like, we have so much 40. more. 40. Yeah. Like, a lot more 25. life to live. You know what I mean? Like, you, f at least 40, 50, whatever you want to, like, depending on how you want to go out, you know? But when you're getting close to dying, you're going to be able to think back in your life and be like, oh, dude, I did this. Like, I know mm. all these different things. And I've started to think about life that way. And, like, yes, I want to do, wanna, I want to be a comic. Like, that's the main thing I want to do. But there's a lot of other things that you could try your hand in that I don't want to 
be 70 and be like, I wish I had tried that out. Yeah. Because now you're just like, yeah, I love being a comic and everything, but I never, but whatever what's your it example is. though? Like, because like, I get what you're saying. Like when I was younger, right? Like, like we were saying, like I did BMX for a little while. Mm -hmm. I, I was a skateboarder for a little while. Yeah, I, like I, I wore a hemp yeah. necklace for a little while. <laughs> I, I was in the Rage Against the Machine for a day. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I had like all these like. But it goes back to being a people pleaser, right? Like yeah. I was trying to, f or even <laughs> to the skinhead point where it's like you're trying to find a group that accepts you where you mm -hmm. feel loved. You know, what it ended up being for me was sports. You know, like that's where okay. I found you know my my biggest connection and like a group. But, was it um, football? Football, basketball, lacrosse. Did I, you play football with Segura? Yeah. Or you just you guys went to the same high school? No, no, I played football with Tom Segura. He okay. was uh, a year older than me. He played line, and we had a pretty good team. Yeah? Yeah, he was good. He was a big boy. It's, it was when you do you when you think back to high school, can you see him like, being the him biggest being comedian on earth? One right of the biggest now? comedians. Or like, or did you just see like his personality starting to form? Because a lot of times, like my personality, how I am as a comedian now. I don't think you could see a lot of it back then, but I think you could see like little inklings of it. I think, um, yeah, you could definitely see it. Like he was known as like funny, but very dry. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, he was never like Segur's fucking the class clown, uh -huh. but he would just like have like a like a sinister grin. Yeah. And I didn't know, like I was friends with him and we were, I remember we would like, We'd go in after like lunch. We'd all go into the uh, the locker room and just we'd roast each other. Like we'd sit in a circle and just all Tear roast each the fuck out of each other. Yeah. It was the best thing on earth. But like I I vaguely remember him like partaking in that. I just remember him always seeming older than he was, like really? more mature than he. Yeah, he, he, he also is. just looked older. Right? Yeah, he was old. Yeah, he had like a man hair body. Like he had a he had like a very old like deli worker body, <laughs> like. But a young bl baby blue eyes. He yes. dated a really hot girl. Really? Who was like two years younger. And we were always like, how the fuck is that fat that? motherfucker yeah, exactly. fucking What her? the fuck? Yeah. Like, well, that's that's kind of what the most I remember about him is having a really hot girl. I'm like, maybe he is funny. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, maybe that maybe was a sign yeah, that he would take yeah. over the world. According to his wife, he's got a good dick, too. So maybe that's part of oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's all, it always works. Yeah. Well, then, you know, that's yeah. all you need. That's but, all you need. And, but, yeah, he... Uh, he, I don't know. He was all. He always just seemed like a, a nice guy. I, I'm trying to remember like convert, but we had like definitely like friends in common, and he was just dry, very dry, yeah, yeah. but not like loud. By exactly. Any means. Yeah. Not like look at me. Yeah. He just kind of had I that, was dry. that way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> me too, dude. Trust me. Okay, so football was where you kind of found. Yeah, like just some sports kind of in general, man. I fucking love sports. So, I, I love being part of a team. Yeah, it's and, nice. Like. Even though I never expected to be the best player, like, mm -hmm. you, did you ever have like dreams? Like in my dream, I was like the starting point guard, but it never yeah, yeah. went past that. <laughs> like I never like really expected. You weren't like NBA or anything. You were just like, I would love to start as the. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to play back. I'd love to get the water. You know, no, but like no, but like I would have like dreams, but then like in reality, I, like part of it, I didn't work as hard as I could have. Yeah, me too. Which I kind of regret, you know. In a way, I mean, I guess. I mean, I had a play. They literally made a play my senior year called the Lazy Colin. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so because I would run a – so the quarterback would run like a bootleg, uh -huh. and uh, I would be on the far right side receiver, and I would run – I'd have to run a post. But okay. he never threw it. 
to my post, like ever, because I probably took too long to get. Yeah, you're walking there. Yeah. So yeah. So what would happen is I would like not even I would be lazy and I wouldn't run the post uh-huh. and I would quit. And I would just, I would just stand there, you know, because he was always throwing to someone else. Like, you knew you weren't going to get it. Just knew I wasn't getting the yeah. ball. But because <laughs> I was so lazy, I swear to God, the 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 teams, like the guy that was guarding me, yeah. would just leave me alone because I was so lazy and go guard, you know, someone closer to the center yeah, of the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my coach saw this on film like i must have done this a lot like 30 times yeah because yeah. he's like and i don't know how he didn't bench me after seeing this but he's like dude you're so lazy that we're gonna use that to win use that to our advantage yeah. like we're gonna use your laziness like as a decoy and he's like do you think you could be lazy if i call on i was like yeah dude like that this, like, this is my yeah <laughs> this is my jam dude you're this is my skill <laughs> I've been working on being lazy been, my whole life. I, I've been trying to tell you guys, Dad, I told you being lazy is going to help me out. Bro. Damn. So then they put in this place, so I run. So he goes, all right, I want you to run, uh-huh. give up, and then slowly backpedal. <laughs> and the quarterback's going to throw it all the way across the field. To you. To me. So we were playing, like, uh, Glades Day, who was, like, our rival. And... um. <laughs> and I ran, and oh, oh, we're down like twenty five points, and we need like some kind of like, miracle, yeah. And so I hear the quarterback go lazy, Colin. Like he couldn't even. My buddy Danny is like one of my best friends. Like he's he could, like, he's like lazy, Colin on two. Like I like everyone's like, are you fucking like this is where we're at? Like, yeah, yeah. This is what we're doing, and uh, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta be lazy. I got fucking lazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm this, dude. I'm running out You're there, like, but getting not- anxiety <laughs> about being lazy. You're like, oh, how do I? How do I even do? this before how how did i not work like <laughs> how did i lay on the hammock yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm like think hammock think hammock yeah, yeah. hammock 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 chill chill uh, uh virgin pina colada, yeah, with, virgin a, pina with, colada. with an yes. umbrella very chill not moving at all heart rate resting <laughs> 55 beats per minute so we run and i do it and i lazy it up dude and i swear to god fucking my man just like fucking clockwork throws it and he throws it all the way across and i fucking caught it i caught Yo. that bitch dude. i barely got my hand i was lazy but yeah, i dude. got my hand kind of caught it. You're like oh yeah, yeah. yeah and then you held it with one hand as you yeah then i dropped the ball because it was heavy you know <laughs> <laughs> no no so this is too much I get like I actually catch it and like he's like the guy gets to because it's a long throw he gets on me and fucking slams me but I do I catch it like forty yard gain damn we go and score and then game. we lose the game by like thirty oh like, shit yeah we took that momentum and so just, we only did it once so we called it one other time uh-huh. and it didn't work oh I was shit. lazy enough it just he overthrew it okay so it wasn't his, it wasn't your fault it was his now, fault he was less he was unlazy damn, he <laughs> was being he was trying to. <laughs> Outdo your laziness, and he unba- it was unbalanced. Yeah, yeah wow, yeah. He fucked he it threw up. Threw it above my head. He, I was like, dude, my hands are they're here. You're like, they're dude, I'm not here. trying. Come on, come on. You know hey, the brother. name, brother. You know the name of the play. <laughs> I ain't gonna jump in the air to get the ball for the no, lazy call. No, I gotta stick to my character. Yeah, that that I made up. That's pretty good. Though, How great you... is that? Though the coach fucking sat me down and was like, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's like laziness is a choice. Just Definitely like being very productive, it's a hard choice. Like my therapist told me that they're like, being lazy is just as strong of a choice. Like not doing anything, yeah, is like pretty impressive if you think about it. Your therapist uh, is a doing a real a good job yeah, yeah, yeah. of making you feel okay. 
I would definitely say that. I'd say it's much easier to be lazy than it is to do nah, a lot of dude. shit. Nah, dude. No? You would think. <laughs> well, it depends, I guess, on how much crippling uh, guilt you have. Yes. When you, know, you don't do anything. And if you have a trust fund. <laughs> oh, yeah, the trust fund helps. Yeah, trust fund A helps. lot. Yeah, a ton. Yeah, I mean, it is a choice in a certain way where you're like, I'm not going to do any of this. But you do have that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to be productive, but there is that thing where you start doing a lot and then you almost get like this momentum of where you're like i gotta do more i gotta do more and it's like productivity can almost be like streamlined to a certain degree but laziness is still much easier but i mean hey dude you got to have a play called after you. i know the lazy colin i don't know anyone who's ever you must have felt simultaneously very proud and also been like i don't think i should be happy about this you know at the time i i've gone through my life where like a lot of ne- like negative things have happened to me, and I don't give a fuck. Somehow, like really? I'm just like blocked off from it. I get what you're saying. You got though. defense, and a little yeah. bit of me. I just kind of leaned into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like lazy, Colin. <laughs> like, but yes, I get what you're saying. It's like uh, now everyone, like people know. <laughs> like, like yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. just, but um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, you know, same thing happened in lacrosse. Like I remember the coach like pulling me like. I was a senior. I started since I was a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, at, at attack. I don't know if you know lacrosse at all, but so you know, yeah, yeah. So attack my senior year, we were um, we went pretty far in 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 basketball, and so I didn't get to the lacrosse team in time to whatever to like start the season. Mm-hmm. And the coach fucking started a freshman over me as a senior, and I was just like. Is this like acceptable? Like what? Like, like and what the fuck's your problem, dude? Yeah, I'm a senior. I'm a senior, motherfucker. Yeah. And I've started, but it was a new coach, oh. so he didn't get like the memo, mm-hmm. I guess. Anyways, I don't know. But then I like he put me in. I scored four goals and had one assist in a six-five game that we won. And I was like, "There you go, bitch." But like, yeah. like doesn't sound very lazy there. No, no, sounds no. like you were good at lacrosse. Yeah, I was, but it's just like one of those things where it was like. Okay, maybe I just shouldn't start. You know, like maybe I don't deserve. You know, a lot oh, of those. Oh yeah. And that's come in in my life later. You know, it's like maybe I don't deserve There's JFL. This. Maybe I don't oh. deserve these things. And now, make- do you think that's you trying to make yourself feel better about it? You know, maybe you're like oh, maybe I didn't even need to get it. So like I shouldn't feel upset about it instead of because I I sometimes have those thoughts where I'm like, am I feeling okay about this because it's a way of me not feeling as much hurt mm. or is it like accepting life is a lot that's out of my hands and sure. just trying to control what I can control. Well, that's what being like know? being lazy. Then you have a scapegoat. It's like, why, well, you know, I, if I tried, I would have got it. It's like when people would drink a lot and they'd be, and like sometimes they would drink and then blame it on being drunk. Oh, if I didn't drink as much, I would be like so much. Better. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's like, I'd be like, I, I remember there were a lot of people like that in, in college who were like, I mean, dude, if I didn't drink, like, I'd be acing all my classes, but like, I'm drinking, you know? <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of my buddy. I had this buddy, uh, he went by Crapo. And, uh, Crapo? Yeah. He was actually, when I did stand up, he was, uh, when I started stand up, I did, uh, I was a one liner comedian and I had a mustache and I was named Andy Shallows and he played slide guitar in a Wookiee costume. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. What? <laughs> you gotta, if you wanna check, it's, uh, if you type in uh, Andy Shallows, like RJ Posniak in YouTube, you could watch 
some of the video. It, I'll show it to you. Do you want to watch it right now? Uh, <laughs> you could pull it up. <laughs> I got it. I got to seize this. So, seize this. Seize today. I got to seize this. Will this show on YouTube? Yeah, it'll show on YouTube. Oh, wow. What is it? RJ? Uh, R, uh, YouTube. Oh. Okay. What is YouTube? It's this thing. Dude, I tried to make a YouTube for hot people called youhot.com. <laughs> to be honest, I was kind of ahead of my time. That's a good, yeah. Like just people being hot through video. Okay, RJ. Uh-huh, RJ. And then P-O-Z-N-I-A-C-K. Uh, Maybe, or, oh, no, 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 just K. Okay. Yeah, just type that in. Let's click that in. I should probably get it. Yeah, there it is. Promo. Promo three? Yeah. This is you? Yeah, bro. Oh, shit. I look smooth. That's a real stash. Wait, that's a real mustache? Yeah, dude. No way. That's yeah. your mustache? Yeah, that's fucking dude, dope. you look I know. fucking I know, sick dude. with the mustache. I know, I know. Holy bro? fuck. Brother? Brother? That guy can say brother. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Andy Shallows. <laughs> this is wild, dude. That's crapo. With the Wookiee? Yeah, he just had that all the time. He always Wookie? wore that. What's the hat, dude? That's my grandpa's hat. He died. Damn, shout out to you. Wow, your, your crapo's pretty tall. Well, he's wearing um, oh. roller skates there, but he is tall. This is... <laughs> <laughs> That's Florida, baby. Dude, this is a well-produced yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. RJ's eight good. Years ago. <laughs> Last night I had a wet dream. <laughs> it was yellow. <laughs> Asians. Oh. <laughs> Makes no sense. I don't blame Uncle Tommy. For the child abuse, <laughs> I was so handsome. Not even a punchline. <laughs> wow, a pretty good punchline. That's a punchline. It's a punchline. The, the line, the line of you know, you know what's it's crazy? so handsome. You know what's crazy? I see a little bit of the Andrew Collin today in there. Sure, but like it just it's and a dude that's. I know, this must wait, be looking like a different man. I used to have sex with my stepsister. That's true? No, my parents were there, too. Sorry. Before our parents got married. Now she just blows me. <laughs> look at me. Look how confident I am. Dude, you're so confident. Bro, well, I had, that, was, that was the class graduation, so I had like 60 of my friends there. You look, you were like so confident. Like, that's the most confident that <laughs> Bro. Andy I was Shallow. too naive to not be confident. Wow, you had another Twitter, Andy Shallow. Oh, bro. It was uh I leaned in pretty hard. I thought I was like You're right. You did yeah, you were the confidence on stage is um commendable. And also I'm like, I don't know if I've ever been that confident on stage bro, in my entire life. I don't know if I've ever been that confident. In my life, That's, like that night was special. Actually. You're like every setup, you say it and you go, and your head I can see you. You're like they're gonna fucking love this, <laughs> bro. I you're was like killing. I was a hot kid. Everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I had one good one liner then, like one real. I go, uh, I used to, um, what it, what was the joke? Uh, when I fuck, now I just forgot it. 
Oh, when I was a kid, I used to... Well, fuck, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have wonderful memories of skipping rocks and going straight to needles. Pretty good joke. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good uh, whatever. That is good. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a um, misdirection. It misdirection. Yeah, yeah. but um, so that was how I started stand up. Like I like Zach Galifianakis, so so uh, okay. I, I knew he could play guitar. I wanted to play guitar when I did my one liners. Okay, and it actually helped my timing a lot. I think when I it started does. to go into more yeah. storytelling and like sure and word economy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that definitely because you like it, it almost becomes like a rhythm because a lot of stand up is kind of it does have a rhythm and it is like music where you got to build tension. Sometimes it's a really fast like bit and then it's slower and you you give time for it to breathe because sometimes you want the people to be like, what the fuck is he going to say? Yeah, for sure. That's wow. And like and like the music just helps you just. Mm-hmm. If you watch Chappelle, it's very rhythmic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, that's very Chappelle like. Yeah, that was like, I think Chappelle got a lot of inspiration from that. For for sure. He found that. Yeah. He's searching. He's like, RJ Posniak. So so how long were you doing it with the. I did that for like six months with the Wookiee, and I would go to like open mics and shit, but Uh the Wookiee got a little tired of putting the costume on and sweating in Florida. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you'd lose like five pounds a day. And then he got a girlfriend, and she uh, kind of Yoko owned the band. Did she ruin the band? And then it was so funny because then I fucking, <laughs> I took that, that act mm-hmm. without the Wookiee and then just tried to do stand-up doing the one-liners with no music, just those one-liners. Uh, and, and I fucking was eating a dick one night. The first, it was kind of like my first professional show. And, uh. Just and this old man was like, Yeah, that one sucked. That one was okay. And I was like, I will. And like, I'm like, This like fun, like character. And yeah. I'm just bombing. I just look at him and I go, Yeah. And then, you know, Uncle Tommy. And, I was like, and he's like, That's why I was like, Fuck you, you old motherfucker. I'll fucking come down there. I'll fucking beat the shit out of you, old fucking piece of shit. Fuck you, bitch. And then I was like, So, uh, <laughs> and then I remember like, I got off stage and like the other like comedians that were more seasoned were like yeah. you can't you can't do that like you're not <laughs> you can't berate an audience member yeah dude. and then go back to being Andy Shallows yeah. but like so then I was like uh, after that night of bombing so hard I was like I got to write material like that like, so this is like nine years more. ago yeah what were you doing before you started doing stand up I mean the fishmongering was one thing yeah, okay but... so you were fi- so you were, you were fishmongering up in New York no and... no no so so long story short I so as you can tell I was very lazy went mm-hmm. to college cheated on everything went to Tulane got a finance degree somehow damn but I literally cheated on that like I didn't learn one thing and then I ended up um I'll give like the very quick like cliff uh-huh. notes, but like I went to L.A. after yeah. college. I drove cross country to be a producer because oh, I God. was like, "That's what I'll do." And because my uncle knew some guy that owned a production company, drove all the way to L.A., uh, showed up as a PA in a suit because I had no <laughs> idea what it was, and on a Waffle House or like an IHOP IHOP commercial, and Joel McHale was the was the uh, oh was the lead the talent yeah, yeah yeah the talent and then I found out that I didn't have a job I just had that job that weekend oh, so I yeah, drove all the way to L A to be a PA for like two days for, for two hundred dollars <laughs> yeah for literally two hundred dollars you spent more money getting over there <laughs> Dude. and then I was like well I guess I'm done with 
overproduct. Like obviously, like, like I came, I saw, I'm good. I don't ever need to be a production. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, I killed it. <laughs> yeah, if bro. you ever do have a production company, you should require all PAs to wear suits <laughs> and drive cross country. Uh, yeah, I drove from Florida to California for that job. Damn. And so then I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to try to fucking get a job, mm-hmm. you know, in production every week. And like, like then, then you got to get union. <laughs> yeah. Fuck like, no, this, this is way too much for a lazy Colin. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you... So then I ended up getting a job uh, for American Express because, like, my great uncle, like, ran the company. And then, then I, I left that job... Uh, I was cheating in that job. I would just show up and then I'd clock out after like 20 minutes. And like at the end of the week, I would be like, yeah, I worked 40 hours. And they're like, cause they would put me in the back to file. Uh-huh. And I, I swear to God to this day, I thought I was like being like, 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 like slick. slick. But yeah. No, my uncle ran American. Like they were just like, yeah, we don't care. Like it's, oh, I think, oh. I think like, I, they're like, we know what you're doing, dude, but your uncle is the head. Yeah, so yeah. whatever, just take the money. <laughs> So again, just lazying it up. And I ended up uh, going to New Orleans and then I, I did too much blow with a stripper. That sounds fun. And uh, I Actually, ended up in the blow ER. Doesn't sound f- okay, never mind. Yeah, I ended up in the ER for three days with a heart um, oh, murmur. I had to get fuck. like blood thinner in my stomach. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. So, oh, sure. <laughs> so, so then I let. Wait, the, so what? Did anyone know besides like the. Well, I got a $7,000 hospital bill. And then oh. I called my dad. I had to call my dad. And I didn't tell him I did Coke. I was just like, I partied to it. Like, He's like, well, yeah, we got it. Wait, yeah. what, what was the stripper doing? Like, did you meet her at a strip club? No, and then... she actually was dating a friend of mine. And she was just out with us that night. And uh-huh. next thing I know, I ended up in her car. And we weren't even hooking up, or we were just talking oh. about life, looking overlooking Lake Pontchartrain outside. Oh, you New guys Orleans. weren't even fucking. You were just no. doing a bunch of blow. We and- did a ton of coke, and then I did gravity bong hits the next day to oh, relax. Jesus Christ! And I went completely numb, <laughs> and I thought I was stroking and having a heart attack. Yeah. And then my buddy drove me to ER. He didn't even get out. Just dropped me out because he didn't think I was really that. He's like, get out, you pussy. What a dick. Yeah, I know. Wait, so when you were in the ER, what did they say? Were they just like, oh, you had too much? No, they like literally they, they thought I had a heart a heart murmur like what um, is that? it's like a a skip in your heartbeat. Okay, and then they're like, uh, and it's happened before. I have no idea how they knew that it happened uh-huh. past. It still doesn't make sense to yeah. me. Maybe if you're a doctor, you would know. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they put me in the heart ward, and then so when I got out of there, I had like I owed so much money. It's a lot. I didn't have insurance. Seven G's. So then I ended up uh, going back. <laughs> I went. Flew back to California, drove back cross country, back to Florida, like you know, with my tail between my yes, legs. Yes, yes, yeah. I never became a producer. Yeah, fuck that town. <laughs> fuck that town that I never yeah. even. I lived never in. Tried. I lived in. You're gonna love this. When I moved there, I lived in Ranchos Palos Verdes. Oh, and I lived in Hermosa. Like I never even. You were like, even in L.A. <laughs> you were barely in L.A. County. I don't think you were in L.A. County. You were. You should just <laughs> been like fuck Southern California. You can't even say Los Angeles. Rancho's Palos Verdes. Wow, dude. That's deep. So I would drive like an hour and a half yeah. for the accounting job. For the- oh, for the PA yeah, job. Yeah, And then I lived in Hermosa and I would just play basketball every day in Hermosa and just like live it up, live in the life. That is know? a Hermosa lifestyle. Yeah. So I didn't even like, I never even went for it. Just lazy again. And then yeah. I went to Florida and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just like so depressed because the cocaine thing yeah <laughs> you're like what am i losing doing all my money how old are you at this point i'm only like 23 okay 
but you're old enough to be like, I should probably figure some shit out. Yeah, yeah, old enough where I'm back at home. My brother is absolutely killing it already in New York. So, oh, okay. like, my dad's a doctor. Uh, you can't be a poor loser. <laughs> yeah, know? when your dad's a doctor and your brother's, like, murdering yeah, you. Yeah, as a Jew, a poor Jew, uh, it's just, yeah. like, doesn't, you know. Doesn't really, yeah. It, it doesn't have a nice ring happen. to it. Yeah, it doesn't have a nice ring to it. So, so real estate was booming then, and my family on my mom's side is all real estate stuff. Oh, okay. So I got my real estate. My mom's like, you should get your real estate license. So I got my real estate license, second try. And uh, Good job, Vince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so I end up fucking doing real estate. I'm trying to sell houses. I have no idea how to sell a house. Mm -hmm. And then my buddy, Rusty, Rusty, Rusty the third... Uh, who I went to high school with is still a good friend of mine today. Um, he got his real estate license, and we're both very similar, just yes. absurd people. And then we teamed up to, f to form, you know, a, a merger. Yeah, a conglomerate, you yeah. <laughs> and he... He was brilliant, though. He had the 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 idea and the and the and the thought process to to get land to sell land to to homeowners or to to home builders. Oh, to, like developers. Yeah, developer. Instead of like one like house here and there, like let's get these fucking chunks of land that are just sitting there that can be developed. And like, you know, this was the time. This was like fucking the big short, like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of shit. So we found this sixty acre parcel that was like an old orange grove. And it was six different parcels that Rusty put together on the map. And we got it under contract for like $7 million to this guy, right? And the dude got, one of the dudes got cancer, one of the partners. But oh, he, shit. his pro forma, you saw it, they were going to make like millions of dollars. And so my uncle did real estate. I was like, yo, you should jump in on this. Yeah. And so he fucking buys the property for like 7.8. And then mm -hmm. we have it under con. And then next thing you know, I have like $300,000. Like I went from like, yeah, like crazy amount of money, and I was not. I thought it was the most money in the world. I thought, you know, it sounds like a lot of money, bro. Yeah. It is a lot. I of mean, money. it is a lot of money. It is for sure yes. a lot of money. And but and, you think this? I'm a fucking millionaire. Not only that, yeah, I have other deals lined up. Like we had this property under contract uh -huh. before it even closed for sixteen million, and then. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have another, like, million dollars coming to me. I'm going to go bottle service. I went and bought a fucking Tundra truck, oh, put shit. some fucking 20s on oh that Oh, my bitch. God, you put rims on it? Yeah, not spinners, but rims. But still, nice big rims. But then I traded in the truck three uh -huh. weeks later for a fucking Mercedes AMG. Oh, Jesus. And I showed up. Uh, there was, like, seven grand in cash difference. So I went to the bank. I pulled out 7000 in cash and brown bagged it and threw it in my buddy's face that owned the used car dealer. <laughs> And he and it was the best feeling on earth. And then next thing you know, six months later, <laughs> the economy broke. crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the economy crashes. We never sell that property. Oh. We actually had it under contract with the owner of the Vikings. Ziggy Wilf came down, and he he and then he ended up not closing. But if it's under contract, don't you get some kind of money if they don't close? No, because you wait because money has to go hard. And they have timing to get the entitlement. So like 120 days, they could back oh. out at any point. So. So mind you, the economy crashes. I'm in debt because I don't pay all my tax. You know, like I'm just oh like, oh my god, and I'm just right back to that like cocaine feeling of just depressed. Yeah, and and just sad. Bottom. I'm literally laying in bed watching YouTube with the blinds closed for like a year. Really, like straight up. So like, you like wake up. And then you go, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And you just watch YouTube and shit. Yeah. I was so depressed. And I also like, there's a lot, 
a lot of things happened, but like that's when I really started. I never understood that I had like anxiety disorder and panic okay. panic attack disorders. I didn't yeah. know what it was, uh-huh. but that's what I was dealing with my whole life. So I wasn't really necessarily lazy. I was just too afraid of oh. being put in. Situ- I mean, it's a combination. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were, you were having like social anxiety or just like, perf- like a performance anxiety of what you have to do. Yeah, that would kind of almost freeze you from doing it. And it would manifest into like heartburn. Which then I would then go, oh, that's a heart attack. And then next thing I know, I'm driving myself to the ER. Oh, which I okay. did a couple times. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, so, anyways, um, I end up like work getting. Uh, I, I'm trying to think how to do this quick. So I wrote a screenplay <laughs> in <laughs> I've got like Sid Fields DVD and I was like, oh, I'll just write a screenplay and I'll sell that for 200,000, make money there. And yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. how I thought about money. Like that's because I made it in real estate like that. You were like money's easy to come by if you yeah. do the right. Yeah. And you can so, make it in a day. Yeah, easy. Oh, I'll just sell this screenplay about oh, uh, professional laughers and it was terrible. It was the worst. Screenplay. This was during the year where you were just watching YouTube videos. Uh, no, this yeah. was a year after that, pretty much. And so I was like, 20- "What were you doing for money during that time when you were like?" like so I made so um, when I moved to Orlando, I actually like so my uncle that bought that property uh-huh. ended up. We were trying to look for retail. We were still trying to look for real estate mm-hmm. while the market was pretty Crashing. much yeah yeah. So I lost my house. I lost the car. The car got repoed from my dad's house. The Damn. guy that went repoing the car was like. Because my dad's house is pretty nice. He's like, oh, yeah. this doesn't make sense. And then, yeah, he's like, the fuck? and then my house got foreclosed on or to a short sale. And this guy would show up every morning to, to serve me papers. And I would hide from him every morning. I'd go in the shower and I would just turn the shower on. So I had an <laughs> alibi. He's like, I see you going into the bathroom. I see you. And I'm like, no. You're I like, I got to clean my asshole, man. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm in, yeah. it's dirty. I'm getting Come in tomorrow. There. Yeah, come tomorrow. I'll yeah. meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so eventually I just opened the door. I was like, all right, dude, this is, I feel bad for you for yeah. showing up all. So, long story short, I write the screenplay, doesn't, and then I'm like, okay, well, I want to be a creative. I'm sick of chasing mm-hmm. it. So, I'm going to go to New York to take a screenwriting class at NYU. Oh. Okay. One class, one, one night class. One day, like to eight classes. Uh, it was one weekend. <laughs> Just one weekend again. No, so no, it was like a one semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go to New York to pursue being a writer or whatever, you know? Oh, okay. And um, I don't have a job. Uh, you know, I have a little money to... I, I was renting a place in Lower East Side with mm-hmm. my brother, my little brother. And uh, fucking... I, I can't get a job. There's no jobs to be had. And real estate in Florida of, like, selling land doesn't equate to, like, pro forma, like, real estate in New York. Yeah. Selling retail spaces are just apartments. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It just doesn't, like, yeah, it doesn't add up. Like, my resume was <laughs> great. Yeah, you're like, like, I sold some acres. They're like, well, good for you. Uh, it's like, old. good for you, but what, yeah. what, what fucking kind of pro forma can you do? I was like, <laughs> well, I can ride on a napkin with the process of these oranges. Yeah, yeah. we got fresh oranges down there. We got oranges and then on the death land, but you can put a house, I think. But well, my daddy did that once. Get the fuck out of my Brother. face. <laughs> and then, so yeah, so then... Couldn't get a job. I ended up getting the job as the fish. I drove a fish truck. My brother knew this guy that owned Lobster Place, which is actually in Chelsea mm-hmm. Market, and they had one in Bleecker. And I, and I was like, yeah, I'll be a f-. So I was just getting to a point where everyone was giving me such pressure to have a job, get a job, career. You need a career. She's like, fuck it. I was it, like, I'll- fuck it. I'll fucking be a fish truck driver. Yeah. 
Like no Jew, no Jew from my family ever drove a truck. I'm the first Jewish fishmonger, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, so I was driving a fish truck out of the Bronx. I'd have to be there Damn. at six a.m. Oh, fuck. I'd reek of fish. Homeless people would run away from me. It was like <laughs> I was. I smelled like tilapia. I was disgusting. What time did you have to get up to get there at six? Like four thirty? Yeah, yeah. It was insane. So I'm going there, and then they're like, "Well, we want. We feel bad. Like you driving a fish truck." So. uh uh, we're gonna give you. Uh, we're gonna let you be a fishmonger, but we're gonna cut your salaries. <laughs> so now I'm like working in West Village, and as if, I can't even afford my rent. So yeah. this job isn't even like paying. But but that's where I actually I ended up working with like a lot of uh, Mexican workers, uh-huh. and it completely like changed. You know, not only you know how we were talking about being ignorant yes, and stuff. Yes, yeah. Dude, they were the best fucking workers ever. They were the, the best. best fucking people ever. I think one of them stabbed a guy, but but. <laughs> But still could be a good guy. Still great yeah. guy. We don't we don't know the full story. Bro, anytime I had like an anxiety, you know, they're like, "Yeah, we'll take your shift. It's fine." And like it was always like they were just there for me. Dude, and in like, LA, it's like you as soon as you like meet, you're like, "Okay, dude, Mexicans w- work so fucking hard. They're fucking awesome. It, like they are awesome. Yeah. They're always down to work, and they have this weird thing where it's like they have fun while they're working mm-hmm. the entire time yeah. and i am so jealous of it like they're in a kitchen for 16 hours and they're just talking shit having fun like spraying each other with the as they're washing dishes it's crazy yeah. dude i worked in the kitchen all these mexican dudes all they would do was just say that i was gay even though they were doing gay shit to me <laughs> and then they would lock me in the fridge they'd spray me dude they'd like t- this one guy Jose would take a, a um, washcloth and he would roll it up and make it look like a cock and balls and be like yo check this out and he would just show, and I'd be like dude stop they would show uh, me you're like, gay dude you yeah, don't even bro. like this dude they'd show me like pictures of, of like people that were beheaded in Mexico he's like this is what's going down in Sinaloa man and I was like bro what why are you looking at this and then they bro make it me, helps me work exactly and they make me the best sandwiches ever bro the best sandwiches dude, you live my life dude yeah. I literally had this dude from Nepal he was there yeah. and his name was I swear to god I used to do a bit about it but his name was Diamond Diamond like that's what he it was on his license I swear Diamond to, Diamond yeah because he thought it sounded more American <laughs> So he'd fly under the radar. <laughs> I'm like, Diamond, Diamond, you couldn't be any more above the radar. And then he would talk, like, did a beheading thing. He'd yeah. say, uh, you know, in Nepal, when you hit a man with your car and you make him half dead, mm-hmm. you want to reverse back over him, making him make full him. dead, because if not, you pay medical bills his whole life. And I'm like, Diamond, Diamond, that's a murder. Yeah, uh, you're like, that's really fucked up. Yeah. So then, I swear to God, the punchline wrote itself, but then they, I went by fit the fishmonger place. I was like, where's Diamond Diamond? He's like, he drives Uber. Like, Uber oh, God. Now. Yeah. And he changed his name, apparently, to, like, something more American. Like, he, I was like, yeah, I told him that. I mean, ago. Diamond Diamond sounds like a pop star. Yeah. Yeah, like, would, he watched on MTV. In a movie. Sounds like a pop star in a Will Ferrell movie. Like, yeah. that's not a real <laughs> Diamond Diamond. Bro. Fantastic. That's okay. So you were working there and you were cutting fish, you were cutting And then salmon. my brother gave me, a, like, finally gave me a job. So my brother runs a private equity fund. Okay. And so then I'm working for him on the operation side. And then I'm like going to like different factories and like making them run more efficient. Like, but you were good manufacturing. at manufacturing. I was decent at best like i'm timing people on how they're like putting away like shit like it's pretty fucked like and they're and then, all like looking at you like why the fuck is this guy telling us and what that's to how do? i felt the whole time i felt like like imposter oh you syndrome. had imposter syndrome syndrome yeah. like, major 
So then I ended up in like Miamisburg, Ohio to live there for six months. And next thing I know, I have You've to work the night shift. The Damn. And then I'm working the night shift and I'm running the whole factory they want me to. And I'm like freaking out and I end up having a panic attack. And I tell the owner or whatever, and I'm like, yo, I got, I can't do the night shift, dude. I can't run this whole factory. I didn't know I was here to do this. And I'm like freaking out. Yeah. Like, well, that's what you got to do. And you'll get paid a lot. Just you got to stick it out. And I'm like, I can't stick it out. And then no I, just, sympathy. I just left. I just went back to Florida. And my stuff was still in my brother's house. So it like kind of strained our relationship. But I felt horrible. And again, I'm so depressed. Like right back yeah. to that Coke feeling of like, like, you know, because like I, you know, I just got into something that I didn't think clearly about. I didn't like question at you didn't all. Consider I just, it and and um, overpromised. Yeah, or you didn't even know what you were doing. You're Pretty, just finding yourself in these situations where like opportunities are being provided, but you're like not. They sh you shouldn't be doing them. One hundred percent. But but I had no. But in my mind, I had no other choice. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah, because also I'm in debt at the time too. Yeah, you gotta yeah. remember. So debt being held over you, then you're like, I gotta find Your money. Life I gotta make that. money. You wake I up gotta, every day yeah. thinking about how do I like get this debt to lower. Yeah. So then I fucking went back to Florida, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like 30 at the time, uh -huh. and uh, I end up getting a job. Again, like my dad was an oncologist, cancer doctor. I got a job as like um, selling at home nursing. And, like, they're paying oh. me good money to, like, go to doctor's offices. You give them lunch. But I was terrible at it. Like, I, <laughs> I, I didn't learn anything about the nursing. I just go in there and be like, turkey's good. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, see yeah. you later. Yeah, <laughs> like, that like, was, Whoa. like, my sales program. And, like, I hated going in because you get treated like fucking dog shit when you go into a doctor's office. Really? And then the Why? nepotism thing, too. Like, they're like, oh, you're Dr. Collins' son. So they would take the meeting. Whatever. And then you felt that, and you're like, I don't want to get the meeting because my dad... Yeah. It feels weird. The feeling of nepotism isn't good. You know? It isn't. Unless you just... Unless you just work through it. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you're making $400,000 a year, and you're like, I don't give a fuck. Yes, my dad provided this to me, and I don't care, and I'm happy. There is something to that. There is something to, like, just accepting it and being like, oh, I could find happiness other places. or or sure. Or passion or worth outside or, of the office or not at all and just fuck hot girls or, or I, and, yeah yeah buy a boat that that too and that's a good way to go out that's definitely a miami tale <laughs> yeah. but it's also like dude i mean you could start off with nepotism and then go i'm gonna be really good at this and then 100%. everyone will go yeah his dad gave him the job but like look what he did now it's for like, sure that's what you can do that but a lot of times the people that just got it for free they're like no nah, i'm just like i'm gonna ride I'm going to sit in the back and then clock out and get that money, dude. And you know what? That's the reality of what life is a lot of times. And you just got to – we see that everywhere. You see that in the industry, but you see it everywhere. It's not just, like, specific to us. It's everywhere. And For go, sure. Oh, okay, well. Yeah, so then I ended up uh, I ended up working there, and then my buddy got divorced, and then his ex-wife cheated on him and left him. For a guy with a huge dick, apparently, oh, uh, which wow. makes sense. It adds up, but also because the guy had kids, and so uh -huh. you know your dick game's good when even when you got kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, really fucked of her to tell him that the guy's got a big dick. Ah, uh, yeah, I think it was in the uh, the alimony. <laughs> it was in the alimony. It was when they were. <laughs> When they were having a third party, yeah, like yeah. Uh, helped. The, the dick was so good. There. The dick was really good, baby. And then, and then the, the, ju the judge is like, like "We've yeah. all seen his dick." It's yeah, exactly. The arbiter is like, "All right, well, you know, 
look, she did cheat this on you. A, and like, she, but it doesn't count because the, the dick game was that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're sorry, but we're not that, sorry because yeah, his not, dick is. They're like, look at it. There's a picture of it. He's, he's like, here. I get it. Yeah, he's here. Pull it out. It's yeah. always hard. And you're like, oh my God, dude. Soft hard. Is, yeah, so soft hard. Yeah, those guys are the soft hard dicks. <laughs> I mean, how big, like, I, I wonder, like, what, what size of dick w is like, okay, I'll leave for that. Because I think there's definitely two big dicks. So Too it's big like, of dicks? Yeah. Like well, yeah, a dick I, over maybe eight and a half is like, I'm, I don't know if I'm leaving someone for this. No. But if you've got a solid eight, like eight inch hog and you know how to use it, even if you have kids, she might be okay with it. You know? I mean, yeah, it's got to be tough to, uh, to compete with. Yeah. I mean, if your wife cheats once and gets an incredible cock the one time, yeah. she's probably like, what else is out there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why you got to. Honestly, be good at pleasing your wife. Yeah, you got to keep pleasing her. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got to please her, man, so she doesn't leave you for a better dick. Yeah, all right. Yeah. It's not about her; it's about you. Yeah, and not wanting to be left because then you're left with your shitty dick, you and now you're old. Exactly, now you're old, and no one wants an old shitty dick. Oh god, not unless even a young you have money. Dick. Unless yeah. you have money. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, they paid for a comedy class for him to essentially just roast talk his shit. Wife. Yeah, roast his uh, wife who left. For the bigger dick mm -hmm. and um the thick hog the thick. fucking wide nice. fucking yeah we'd love to dig, see that dig, brother dick dig, <laughs> so so um so my buddy we were getting drunk we were drinking pickleback shots like oh, fucking dude. hammered hammered yeah. and he's like dude you're the funniest guy i know brother you gotta do this comedy class brother you know yeah. like and then at the mo at the time i was thinking about going to miami ad school or at least, like, I was trying to figure out a career in, with creative mm -hmm. creativity. Okay, yeah. And I wrote, so like, like... copywriting. I wrote, yeah, copywriting, exactly. And I wrote, like, all the... Like, for the application, there were 10 Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy, and I, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I can... And I wrote these, like, the... Those all those, like, one-liners. Oh, okay, yeah. So I had them all written, and I was like, all right. So I just did that in the class. Oh. I took the class, did the graduation. That went great, and I was like, this is what I want to do, you know? And and I was like, and it was also cool because for the first time, I wasn't just getting a job through nepotism or or getting anything through like yeah. other than me writing and good. working hard. Yeah, that felt fucking great. Yeah, you know? I bet it does. Yeah. And so then, like, I was like, I want to lean into that. And then I had a mustache. I'm going on sales for nerd. They're like, yeah. you're going to keep this mustache. I was like, this is who I am now. Yeah. I got, I'm Andy Shallows. I'm Andy Shallows. I got comedy cards made and oh, whatever. comedy cards. Yeah, like literally the first day. Yes. So then, so then uh, I'm, like, doing horrible at my job. I get fired from one. I get rehired at another. And I'm just – but I'm doing open mics. Mm -hmm. And I actually talked to Tom Segura. And I was like, what should I do? He's like, quit everything don't do comedy no 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 no, no. <laughs> he he's like uh you should go to that was the best advice i've ever gotten he goes go to new york don't go to chicago don't go to la or you got to pick la or new york and he's like i i recommend new york and so after a year of doing it in florida i just mm -hmm. went to new york and i was Damn. living on a couch and i was working at a grilled cheese restaurant shit and then i was a dog walker were you making are you pretty good at grilled cheeses no, I was like the cashier. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can make a pretty good grilled cheese. You got to cover the top. You got to put butter on both sides. You got to have butter, yeah. Butter is the move, and a certain type of... Uh, you don't want to use American cheese. You got to use, like, legit... I kind of like American American cheese. cheese is good, but, like, the, the ones that are really... Like, what is it called? Melt Shop or whatever? That's yeah. where I work. Oh, you worked at Melt Shop? Yeah, the, my yeah. buddy owns that place. Oh, really? Yeah. That place is bomb. Yeah. I mean, I can't have cheese anymore, so it sucks, but their grilled cheese sandwiches are really Bro, good. Bro, the first day I got a job there, yeah. and we're, like, doing, like, 
someone jumps off a building and dies. <laughs> right? And we hear it. And I'm like, welcome to New York. That was pretty cool. It sounded like a gunshot. Like, fucking. Oh. It was insane. Like, we didn't see him splat because he landed on, or she did. She landed on, like, scaffolding? A, yeah. But it was oh, so loud. Fuck. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Did, what did you go outside to see? We were it, outside. We were all outside, like waiting, like doing, like um, not uh, what's it called when when you meet everyone and oh, not, you're orientation. not in orientation kind of thing. And then it was just like boom here, ah! yeah. Oh, it's crazy. So I'm working there again. It's kind of like. I'm living on a couch, and then I just start doing open mics, and I'm like, treat me like a real comic. So I would, like, show up in my melt shop uniform to open mics to be like, I'm just like, you I'm know, just like you guys. Just like you guys. Yeah, I'm a piece and, of um, shit. And everyone's like, we would have assumed that anyway. No, you look like a rich guy in a costume. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then I end up, like, you know, just doing comedy, and then I end up getting a dog walking job because one of the comics, like, got a... Um, was past the seller and stuff that mm-hmm. owned the dog walking job. And I'm like, uh, oh, I got to do that because he'll like me. And then, oh, and then okay. that kind of like started like a spiral of like just trying to get comics to like me. Like I was mm-hmm. so desperate. I got that. Cause everything, you know, so, and then, uh, well, cause you're also like, you know, you've been in it, you're in your 30s and yeah. you're like, I don't have time to fuck around with exactly. this. Exactly. Like I need to make this work. I've done enough job. Like this is the job that I, I like doing. And there's no nepotism. Like, I need to push those so I can't fuck around. I need to have people that are allies and work through it. Because, again, I'm not 21-year-old. 21-year-old that can, like, fuck around for yeah. 10 years. I need to get this popping. Yeah. Exactly. And, to me, I mean, you put the time in. I put yeah. the time in. So then I'm dog walking, and I'm walking a dog with wheels that has wheels for legs. Mm-hmm. And Nikki Glazer takes a photo of me walking this dog. This is, like, five years into New York comedy. Shit. Or maybe six. And... um and then Nikki takes a photo, puts it on Instagram. My buddies are like, that's a comic. She didn't even know I was a comic. She mm-hmm. just thought I was some rich dickhead who wouldn't like kill her do- the yeah. lazy dog. And um and so, <laughs> so then like um she uh, follows me on Instagram. She moves to New York a couple years later to do a radio show. Yeah. And she's like, Hey, are you still dog walking? Probably not. I'm like, Yeah, I'm like I'm full time dog. I'm about to quit. I am a dog. <laughs> and uh and I was like, It's rough. And so uh <laughs> boom. Shallows. So, Got it. Brad, Shallows. Brad, Brad. <laughs> that slide guitar is dope. That slide's pretty We sick. worked on that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm pretty I'm not tight. even kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so she called me, yeah. and then you notice it gets lower on yeah, the other, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. when it gets to the, yeah. yeah, when it gets to the, he would do a one-liner too. I would switch places and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. that's whoa, funny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Everyone would be like, whoa. Star Wars, we'll never forget. <laughs> exactly, it's so true. Yeah. So, um, so then she's like, she hires me, and the first day I go and meet her, she's like, "Hey, why don't you host for me at Caroline's?" Because I like, shit, kind of, you know, I mm. opened up a lot to her, and she's like, "Who is this person?" And next thing you know, I you just told your entire life, pretty story much, you know, like, like literally it was just like, yeah. I need help. But like, you know, at that time I had, you know, I ran two shows already in New York, uh-huh. whatever. So that show went great, and then she's like, "Why don't you come on the radio show and try that for Sick. free?" When, yeah. And that worked out. And then next thing I know, of course for free. Yeah, it's like yeah, no one gets paid to do, do anything. Yeah. yeah. And then a year later, I was just like fully opening for her. Damn. And like took a while because I think we met but, before you started opening for her. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we met after the moth. After the moth, 
and we went to get Indian food. And remember that the the waitress was like dying in the bathroom. Oh my god! Do you remember? Yeah, she was in the yeah. Bathroom, this was like, before COVID. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> Like we were like, dude, are we all gonna die right now? Yeah. And we all ate the Indian food. And I was like complaining to you about how I'd been doing comedy for four years. And I was like, dude, it just feels like nothing's happening. Blah blah. And you were being so cool about it, where you're like, yeah, dude, you know, you just gotta keep like keep trying. It takes a while. And then I remember we were on the train and I was still talking to you about it. And you were like trying to be pretty pretty positive, but also just like matter of fact about how it works. And then I remember I talked to someone. And they were like, yeah, he's been doing it for 10 years. <laughs> and I was like, oh, or like eight years, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I must have seemed like a real pussy. Yeah, when I was talking. Because yeah. you were like, this guy's been in, like, you, it took everything you need to not be like, bro, shut up. Well, it's been nothing. I, 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 well, I'm glad that I was that way with you. Yeah. That actually makes me feel good that I didn't, like, call you a cock fuck. Yeah. But, but I do think, like, you go. It goes through waves. Like it's weird. Sure. Like the first couple of years, you're like, it's got to happen now. I can't yes. believe it's not happening. And then you kind of accept that it's that not going to happen, happen right away. And then you just work. Yeah. And then yeah, you don't yeah, really yeah. think about it that much. And little things start happening that push you a for little sure. bit. And then sometimes one of your friends, something big happens for them, and then you get into that spiral of like, oh fuck, it's not going to happen for me. And then you fall back into the yeah. This is the job. I just got to keep going. It doesn't happen quickly for everyone. And some of those people that it does happen quickly for, you never see them again. Yeah. Which is also kind of weird. Well, and not weird, but it's like, you know, sometimes it can go straight up. And then five years later, you're like, where the fuck are they? We're just not in the world anymore where you get an opportunity when you're 24. Like you get a half hour on Comedy Central. And then that didn't do shit for you. And then you're like, well, I thought that was going to do everything for me. But that's not even a, a choice now. I mean, with COVID and just with what cable, what's going on with cable. Yeah, like, I mean, a lot of Comedy Central, um, I think 15 minutes, maybe, like, sets are coming out again. And I think, like, they come out, they're good, and then it, it's not the days mm -hmm. it was before. Now it's like... You have a Patreon and pe random people find out about you and that's how people discover you. It's a, definitely a different landscape. I think you need, yeah, I think I, a lot of that changed for me when I started thinking, like, how can I approach people through my own podcast, mm -hmm. through Instagram, through my social media? Yeah. And not depend on the industry. Because if you just depend on getting that 15 minute, you're going to, it'll drive you insane. For sure. But I'm also not one of those people, like, I do think, like, you know, there be there there's a, a world in podcasting where it's become the cable networks of podcasts where it's like you've gotten an opportunity and now you're like, fuck the system. Well, mm -hmm. maybe you're becoming the system. You know what I mean? Like yeah, your yeah, yeah. your way to success is just as if not equal to or more than the actual industry. So it's like let's the industry just merges. The industry goes to wherever the most people are listening or viewing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, at first a show might be fringe and have 500,000 listeners and everyone's like, oh, this is like the alt whatever scene. But guess yeah. what? In two years, then it becomes the, yeah. the industry. Yeah, and yeah. that's what people listen to and look to for people to get fame. You yeah. know, it's like for like for so many times people were like referring to Rogan as like alternative media. And it's like, dude, he's not alternative media anymore. No. He's media. He's the biggest talk show in the world. That's where people look to. That's the new Carson. And it's no longer like, oh, I did something different. It's like, no, that's now what everyone goes, I'd love to be on Rogan. I'd love to have a Rogan set. And it's you being on the show, yeah. but it's I'd love to have a Rogan set. It's no longer like, oh, I mean, look, 
I would do a late night set if like the opportunity arose, but I don't think about that shit anymore because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Everyone's like, got to get an up. That's it. Just changes and evolves. Yeah. I mean, it does. It all becomes industry again. There's no. I mean, yes, there's like renegade things, but at the end of the day, it's like if you're making a lot of money doing it, some corporate is gonna, some corporations are gonna try to get into it because they want money too. For sure. Yeah. And agents are gonna try to. Yeah, and I just I don't know. Like I value, you know, I stopped thinking about like what's this open mic comedian and I, I hate to say like open but like you know or like my, my my the other people that i knew that i came up with like what do they think about this joke or what are they gonna judge me like you stop thinking about that and you start thinking like audience yeah audience how am i gonna make money uh well you want to stay true to your to comedy voice for sure you don't want to completely sell out you want to be like hacky and but you could be the- funny and and yourself in talking about things that might be more relatable for sure. Without it being hacked because those are premises that have been touched before. It's like, like if you make it about yourself, yeah. like it's at the end of the day, still you. If you yeah. put a story into it, you put a personal anecdote, like it doesn't matter if people talk like people have talked about having kids, dating a million times, but it's like it's your take on it. It's the way do you, have you kids? do it. I think I do. Not even think. I I almost know I do. Yeah. But I just but not now. Okay. Like I mean, I'm 28. I could, like, by the time I'm 35, if I haven't had kids, then I'm going to be like, I need to make the decision right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you want to be able to throw a football? Yeah, it's just like my dad was, I think, 33 when he had me, um, 35 when he had my brothers. And I feel like it's a brothers. And I feel like it's a pretty good age. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was, um, uh, when I was 15, he was 48. You know, when I was 12, he was able to be active when I was younger. I never felt like I had an old dad, but I also felt like I had a dad that was old enough to not be trying to be the young, cool dad. Because you know how sometimes there's the dad that's 38 mm-hmm. and had his kid when he was like 23. And so the kid's 15, he's 38. Like, that's the young, cool dad. Yeah. And it's it's a different dynamic. I don't I don't think it's bad or good i remember friends that had the young cool dad and i remember i was like that's cool but i like having just a dad i think you know and i also think though you know at least with my dad for instance if he had me later mm-hmm. it might have been well it wouldn't have happened like i i would have been a different person but if he had me later he worked so much yeah that in the beginning. that that he was not a good well, he provided financially, I know what but you're he just wasn't there. He wasn't there emotionally, yes. f- uh, physically, uh, whatever. Yeah, um, he never grabbed your ass. He never grabbed the inside of my asshole. Yeah. Um, you know, but he, yeah, no, I know what you mean. A lot of times, so what, if maybe he had me later, he might not have been able to throw a football, but he could have been there for me to say, "I probably love wouldn't you. be a comic." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be a comic <laughs> if he was there. You wouldn't be a comic because you'd been like, "Oh no, I'm validated by my parents." Yeah, because you yeah. know who are great dads, grandpas. Yeah, they are good dads. And great mothers are grandmas because yeah. they have given up their ego. They realize they could die fully. tomorrow. Hey, let's be pretty chill and Yeah, be and they're loving. also like my entire life is just about making sure this person does better in the world than I did. Yeah. And they usually have – they also have And they're some fun. Of, they show up with warthers and exactly. like rub your back. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty easy for them because they don't have to, the full-time job. But like – true. Dude, my dad with like my step nephew, I'm like, or my, or now my nephews, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, he's the best, you know? And we're very close now. Oh, but yeah. it's just like, 
God, what I would do to have this dad. Oh, yeah, know? how he is with your nephews and stuff. You're like, he's so... Yeah, it is weird to be like, where were, like, where were you? And also... But it's... my Because my dad was, like, very strict. He was working a lot, but he he did try to be there, like, for games. But it was still... I think he wanted us to do so well that he it was almost too much how much he pushed. It was like the never enough kind of thing. Yeah. So then I was like, my all right. My uncle's like yeah. that with his kids, and you would think that would make great kids. You can't win either way. Yeah, like, there's no way to yeah. be a good parent. Honestly, it's like whatever you do, it's going to fuck them up yeah. in some way that they're going to resent you for later on. Yeah. But yeah, it, you would, it does to a certain degree, but like... He was too there for me. And yes, like, like, yeah, he loved me way too much. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, dude, after... But no, that could be a thing. After really a can. while, it's like when you hear why wasn't this 100% on every test... You're like, Jesus, dude, can I just fucking... And you don't realize you're having those emotions because you're a kid, so you just push through, but then you think back and you're like, damn, yeah, it would have been nice for him to have just been like, yeah, this was good. And then... Well, maybe if he's not around, then he could get strict about that one thing. So he's like, hey, I know I'm not around, but I could push him really hard right exactly, here. Exactly, yeah. So then it lingers for when I'm not there all the time. He's working his ass off. Yeah, but I mean, if your dad had waited, you might have been, I don't know, I don't know different. I don't know how you would have been different. Mean, yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. think about like how? Because there's all these like people are always trying to study like okay how much of personality is nature and how much of it is like how you're raised. Yeah, nature, and yeah. I think a lot of it is more just in your genes to a certain degree, and you can be shaped by how you're raised. Like I think it's like from what I remember because I, there was this there's this documentary called Three Identical Strangers. And yeah, it's about I saw those, that. those three yeah, triplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, they were completely separated. Most but annoying people on yeah, earth. <laughs> three triplets. They both ended up all equally annoying. Yeah, all very equally annoying. I fucking hated yeah. them. But it was an interesting <laughs> show. You're like, I was very happy when one of them died. Yeah. Bro, they were the worst. But anyways. Yeah, but I was saying like they all independently had very similar traits. For sure. So it's like, okay, the only one that didn't have similar traits was the one that had a fucked up upbringing. Mm -hmm. So it's like really... Your personality is in you, and all that your parents can do is fuck you up. So it's like if they, if there's nothing there, you'll probably be close to what your personality is, and then major personality traits are probably going to be because of some kind of trauma, mm -hmm. some kind of major like to one side or the other parenting style, and like that's what makes you who you are. Like Andrew Collin would have been who Andrew Collin is, but he might have been a little bit more like maybe more productive or. Like less anxious, depending on like what was for sure. Up I mean, one hundred percent like anxiety mm -hmm. and issues and panic issues are it's in my blood. Like my grandma was a horrendous hypochondriac. Really, like she'd be like, "Ah, oh, my bladder, my bladder." Like, and we're like, "Dude." Okay, like, shut up, you know? <laughs> like, Grandma Thelma, she was just, like, always like, ah, my bladder. <laughs> and I just remember her always saying that. And, uh, <laughs> and like, she would always, like, she'd always go to the doctor and, like, mm -hmm. always afraid. And then, you know, I found out later that, you know, my mom is on, you know, she she was an alcoholic. Uh, okay. And uh, pill, pills, all that yeah. stuff. And so, like, you know, I don't drink now partly because of that, you know? And, like, she, but, like, she had her. She has her mental issues where mm -hmm. she just laid in bed all the time. She was very lazy. So oh. That's probably where I got the lazy Colin from. Because so after my parents got divorced, 
My mom became like a full-on alcoholic. Oh, okay. She fully went over the boat. And then like would just lay in bed all day uh, and yeah. just was completely like victim. Checked out. Like I'm the victim. Yeah, playing. I, yeah. Yeah. And you know, my, my dad had an affair, so and then married that woman. So oh, Jesus. Yeah. She had a great dick. Yeah. <laughs> great dick. <laughs> she had a really big, great thick hog, really brother. Thick dick. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah, so, loved it. No, but like so like that's probably where, where I you know, so not only do I already have this anxiety trait, you know, you can mm-hmm. trace it back to my grandmother. Yeah. And and, you know, my grandpa also drank. Then my mom is nurturing me through being yes. lazy and, and lazy, like whatever. Yeah. So those two things obviously combined to form Lazy Definitely. Colin. Definitely form Lazy and, Colin. And, and, and then made me, you know, afraid of things. And then also we never had, I, you know, I'm 40. You didn't even have conversation. Like anxiety at this point is like almost hack. It like is hack they bring now. it up. Because everyone talks about it and yeah. everyone's like, oh, I'm so anxious. And I'm it's so like, ang- it's almost a buzzword now that doesn't mean anything. But yeah, 20 years ago. But it still should mean something. Like I, I For sure. I, yeah. Like I, I don't think you should be like afraid if you really are anxious. Because a lot of people, uh, I saw some study like, uh, like 18 million people have mental illness that are under the age of eight or 16 million from under 18. And then like 40% of that is anxiety driven mm-hmm. or I don't know. I don't know the fucking right numbers, whatever. I hate when people like learn like one statistic, yeah, 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 but yeah. like essentially like 6 million people have an anxiety disorder and mm-hmm. only like 30% of them actually deal with it or 20% deal with it. So like a yeah. lot of people are just going undiagnosed. That's why you have like drug problems and fucking they depression. Yeah. And they self-medicate. Or they don't want to admit that they have anxiety because it's because weird. it's not ha- it's hacked to comedians and it's hacked to like some people within our circles, but still millions of people in America are uncomfortable talking about. Will it. never yeah. say it's that they're It's hacked to weak. us because so many fucking unfunny comedians have talked about being anxious on stage, and you're like, dude, we yeah, we get it, we yeah. all have it, but a lot of people they don't want to admit it because it feels like. Um, Feels like a weakness. Feels vulnerable For to sure. be like I. There's something wrong with my with my head. There's a, I have a broken leg in my head, which is my anxiety, and I can't fix it, and I don't know. For whatever reason, mental health issues feels weak, and not the same way that a uh, fucked up knee does. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. More people will accept. Oh, your knee is kind of fucked up. Then someone go like, oh, I have like I have GAD. I have general anxiety disorder. Like that's just like what it is. And. So now I think people are starting to become more comfortable to talk about it, but it's still, like you said, for a lot of people, they would rather just go, oh, that's who I am, and try to self-medicate with whatever it is, booze, nicotine, whatever works for them, than to just go, yeah, dude, I have, I mean, they don't even know what it is. I didn't know what anxiety was until I think 24, 25. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, dude. Before it was just me, I would just think I, um had other stuff to do. I was like, oh, there's too much on my mind. And then I remember my friend asked me to go to the a museum. He was like, come, you want to come from the Met for a couple hours and hang out? And I was like, dude, I would, but like, if I go the entire time, I'm just going to be thinking about how I'm not doing this thing at home that I should be doing, and I'm going to probably feel uncomfortable and just want to get back home. And he was like, yo, dude, that, I don't know if you know this, but that's like anxiety. That's exactly what that is. And he has... He has GAD, so he knows more than anyone. Josh Gad? Yeah, he has, yeah, Josh Gad. Yeah, it's Josh Gad. And um, this is right before he uh, reported from Olaf. Yeah, and he was he was trying to look at old snowmen. Oh, it is Josh Gad. Yeah, 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 he is Josh Gad. And, uh, but I remember I went, oh, shit. Okay, I have to admit, because I didn't want to admit it. I remember for so long, yeah. people would be like, you have anxiety. I was like, well, no, 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 I don't have that shit. you come from a sports background and shit, exactly. dude. You're like a, you're somewhat of, for a comic, you're yes. a guy's guy, or yeah. like you at least wanted to be perceived that way. Yeah. Cause you can't show you're a pussy. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't. I'm not a bitch. Yeah. No. I don't. It's like, 
I have blind. The only fucking emotions I'm allowed to show are rage. Okay. Like against the machine. Oh, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. rage against the machine. <laughs> maybe a little bit of happiness. And then if my dog dies, one tear. Yeah. It's like, that's it. That's the yeah. only time you're allowed to show any emotion. Bro. Yes. That's my life. Yeah. Or jealousy, I guess, which is just rage in another way. Yeah. Yeah. So then you finally. But yeah, I, I had the same thing, dude. Like I, I remember like, um, I had I had a couple panic attacks, especially when I would go to like a movie. Th if I had to go somewhere that I didn't have a an out, like if I yeah. that it was up to me. Mm -hmm. And I and I heard uh, Judd Apatow talking about you know we're both brilliant yeah. comedy <laughs> minds, so you know it is funny when you hear like a brilliant guy like yeah. say something like that's, that's like, oh we're, we're the same. same exact person. You're like I could I could write I could I could have I could written knocked up. <laughs> Oh shit! He feels the same way. Oh he, yeah, he gets anxious on that. That's oh, me. Oh shit! That's dude. me. Forty-year-old virgin. Me. me. That's my <laughs> screenplay. So so, but he was talking about. And I swear to God, this rang really, really true to me. He was talking about how he'd be in a movie theater, and if his seat was not on the end, if he was in the middle, he would have a, an anxiety attack. Wow! Because you don't want to get up and go in front of people and be a nuisance. Oh, you would think, oh, okay, that's how deep it was for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So that's kind of how it was with me. And like, I remember I went to a, uh, I went to a Broadway show with with Nikki and our friend Anya. And I was sitting in the middle in these tight seats, and I fucking just, I freaked out, and I just, I couldn't, I, at intermission, I just left. You're like, I can't watch this. So funny, Nikki was like, yeah, we'll all leave, and everyone left, and she went back and watched the second half. It was so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. And took a photo. You know what? I kind of like that. Oh, it was great. It's like, it was great. It's like, when you realize that you can allow your friends to leave... But then also be like, I don't want to do this, though. I'm going to go back and watch. For sure. And it's not fucked up. That's like the most freeing thing ever. It's like, dude, I love you. Please leave. You want me to grab you an Uber? Great. But, but it was only funny because Anya didn't have an anxiety attack. That's like, funnier. she could have had yes. Anya come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, no, no, no. She honestly probably wanted to be seats. together. Yeah. yeah. There's so, nothing better than going to something like that alone and just enjoying. Yeah. And not having to be like, oh, what did you think? And. Oh, what's going on? But that was like that's where my anxiety would and and dinners like especially like really? if I had okay. to go to dinner with family, I what would, are you I'd, I'd get so anxious just that I couldn't leave. I guess. Oh. And just sitting there, and then my hips would get tight, and mm -hmm. then like tightness would then like creep up into my neck, and then I'd constantly be trying to like yeah yeah get yeah. Well, and so I eventually like went to fucking a therapist, and I got on Zoloft, and like. The idea of like doing drugs to fucking mm -hmm. it's gonna change me. It's gonna I'm not yeah. gonna be as funny. I'm not gonna be as quick. I'm not gonna yeah. be as anxious. So I mm -hmm. won't be able to notice things. And I won't, you know all these things go through your yeah. head. I'm gonna be too whatever. And then you get on it, and then like then you're like, okay, now I'm on it. I'm <laughs> on it now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like it's working. It, I'm is it? Yeah. Is it working? Am I chill now? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> You're fucking like white knuckling it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fucking chill now. Holding the bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And then after six months, the, that goes away. And then you're like, oh, I just take the pill and I don't have thoughts That's that crazy. ruminate yeah. like fucking crazy. And it's not even like, it doesn't even change me. If anything, it, it's, it's helped me so fucking much. I mean, maybe my, my dick doesn't work as well, but. You know, oh, is um, Zoloft not helping? Is it? Zoloft well, I couldn't that? come that well, but I also think it might have been just who I was with at the time. Yeah, a girl told me she's like, I'm on antidepressants. It's hard for me to come, and I was like, Stop lying to me. No, I was yeah, like, yeah, Oh yeah, shit! Yeah. I never thought about that. And I was like, Damn, how many girls have I been with that I haven't even 
thought about that, but I was like trying to make them come. Mm-hmm. And one, maybe wasn't great at it, number one, but two, it's like, oh, added on to that is the fact that I'm on an antidepressant, so it makes it even harder than it should be. Yeah. You're like, damn, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the approach there is, I mean, at least as someone that was having trouble coming, the last thing you want is the other person like, come. Yeah, yeah. Just come, dude. <laughs> Why are you not coming? But usually come, come, a, come. But usually as a guy, you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. yeah. And then like, um, yeah, I noticed with girls that have trouble coming, but a lot of times the antidepressant girls, at least the ones that I've hooked up with, mm-hmm. can come on their own. So it might yeah, be a yeah, mental yeah. thing. So I'm just like, yo, do do, do you. Whatever you usually do, I'm just add my dick. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or I'll just jerk off in the corner exactly. and watch Whatever you want, Like, dude. just I want you to come. I'm happy then, to be here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah it's weird. It's like, I, that's the approach I've been taking with women is like, is like I remember like uh, my, my girlfriend, she's like, oh, you know, I could help you come. She's like, I'll get you a vibrating cock ring. And I'm like, is this for me? I don't know yeah, if this you're is like, for me. <laughs> Like it kind of seems like she's it's like I'm gonna fuck Greg, yeah, your yeah. friend Greg. Yeah, to help I think you that'll come. help you come. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, okay, all right. We'll see about that. But like, I'm like, yo, break out the vibrator. Like, oh, dude, for dude, sure. Cold, it's so much like, easier. I don't have any ego with this shit. I did when I was younger, and then my girlfriend at the time, like, thank God, to her really kind of stripped me of that pretty quickly. Yeah, she was like, we should try using this, and then I was like, no. It makes me less of a man. Then the then that's making you come yeah. and not me. And she's like, no, that's not how it works. It just makes it. And then we did it once. And in like two minutes, she did. I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I was dude. like, so I don't have to hold it anymore? All right, sweet. <laughs> Bro, it's the best, man. It's the best fucking thing. throw a little fucking rabbit on your yeah, clip. dude, exactly. While I fuck you yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it will balance out and we'll... And it'll be perfect. <laughs> and you'll keep coming back because most guys are stupid enough to not want the rabbit. So the girl's going to choose me over you, dude. You might have a better dick, but she's going to choose me because she gets to finish every Hell time. Yeah, Hell dude. yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, brother. Every day, dude, we drink your brother. <laughs> anchor. Yeah, dude. Wife anchor on the wife. Anchor wife. Died. Yeah, that's the same thing with the night being able to get it up. Like for a while, I was so embarrassed by it. And then I don't know when it happens. I think mid 20s. Like, right after I broke up with my girl, I was like, I just don't care. I was like, I'm just going to make fun of it in my stand-up. I don't give a shit. There are some performance-enhancing drugs I can take that will definitely help me out. And at the end of the day, if the girl doesn't fuck with it, I'll just move on. Mm -hmm. Like, it has nothing to do with me. Are you taking Viagra? All the time, dude. Do you have it? Yeah. You want some? Yeah, I got to try. Yeah, I'll give you some. Do I have a heart attack, though? Yeah. No, you want to have a heart attack. Here's the hypochondria. Okay, I'll give you you the lowdown about it uh, off mic. It's just basically... Do you get prescribed it? Well, you you can get it from, like, Blue Chew, Roman, Hims. You can get any of them. It's mad cheap. Oh. Yeah. What's Hims? Hims is, like, one of the first services. It's, like, this online uh, health and wellness service that, like, can prescribe you... I don't know, 10, 15 of these little like 20 milligram sildenafils oh. that you just take. And I mean, dude, it works like real well. Like, really, so you come and you're still hard? I mean, it, n- not that, but you can go almost immediately again. How long do you take it before? I like to, because I've wasted them before and then you get upset <laughs> because you're like fucking, your heart is going a thousand miles a minute and you're just at home watching The Office. Like, uh, I'll like, if I'm going home with the girl, I'll, t- I'll like... If I bring her here, I'll go into the bathroom real quick, take a piss, 
pop one, and then about 20 or 30 minutes later, we'll start, you know, yeah. fucking around. Yeah. I it's mean, so it funny, though, to think, like, she's like, no, I want to watch the whole movie. You're and like, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, rock, while we're watching it, watching Schindler's List, and she's like, why are you hard? And I'm like... It's not the movie, I swear to God. I just like how yeah. he says, Jew. Yeah, he's like, Jew. Jew. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's so fucking. Oh, Liam. Yeah, dude. Oh, Liam, please. Oh. Well, and, but, and the thing is, I have, I definitely have issues getting up, especially with someone new. So for me, it, um, it still takes like some kind of starting up, some kind of foreplay for it to work. But I know dudes that are that have no problem and, and they then they've it. taken it and they're like bro she touched my leg and i was like hard as a rock for like three hours yeah and i'm like all right that sounds there's a guy in the show fuck but I here's the problem him. though the only problem i see then mm. you get then next time you fuck let's say you're out and, and you don't have it you don't yes. have it are you able to get hard? Well, the thing for me is that a lot of times it's the first or second time with a girl that I have the most anxiety. Then after that, I kind of chill out and I'm like, this is going to be And you don't fine. have to take it. I, I, well, it depends how into the girl I am, to be honest. Yeah, because yeah. you want to look like exactly. a stud. You wanna look, and if it's someone that you're like, you know you're only going to hook up with a couple times, I usually will because... Does the drug, though, make you want to... Like, sometimes I'll fuck, I'll come, she'll come, and uh, then I'll be like, all right, like, you know, neither one of us wants to do yeah. this anymore. But sometimes girls want to just keep going. The does drug it, does, makes, it, does yeah. it make you more horny? Or are you bit. hard, but without any... Uh, no. Well, Are you actually, hard and looking at her tits? Like, those are just tits. Dude, like, it's well, not, what's weird is that sometimes... Does that make sense? You it, know yeah, no, I don't know yeah. exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's weird is that sometimes it will desensitize your dick. Hmm. So there have been times where it's been ready, and I've been going, and because I'm using a condom, like, I can't really feel anything and I'm not that into it. So then I'll have to, like, focus really hard. So it allows you to get there. But, I mean, yeah, dude, if you're not into them, like, it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. Especially if it's the second or third time. But, yeah, it's definitely helped me have sex with people that I maybe didn't really want to that bad. But... What's going to be hilarious, I'm going to take this pill uh -huh. and my dick's going to, like, grow to 10 inches and be like, oh, my dick has never been hard. <laughs> That's like, like in oh, my I've mind. I've never been hard. Yeah, I've never been hard. Like, and now I am, and I have, an, <laughs> I have a 12 inch, 10 inch piece yeah, on yeah, me, yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's fucking bulging. You just, yeah. like, I fucking become the big dude. You I don't change. Yeah, I guess Viagra is the thing where it's just like, I just, I, I don't think that it, it was weakness at all. I was just like able to get hard enough times where, but, but now I'm starting to realize, like, why not, like, add. That to the mix. You Why know? the fuck not? Yeah, yeah. There's literally no downside. Yeah. The only downside is what I just said, but sometimes it desensitizes me, but that was also with people that I... But the heart thing, I'm a little worried about the heart thing. I've had a heart murmur. We do go back to that. So. Oh, you're right. I mean, you can look it up. I mean, is your heart like... Can do you work out? Yeah, is your heart yeah, fine? yeah, yeah. I think, dude, just don't take six. Okay, take one. You'll I'll take you'll, a half of one. You'll take half of Let's one. Keep my dick at nine you'll inches. Be fine. Yeah, keep. Yeah, you don't want the full thirteen. <laughs> take half one. You'll be okay. What you do have to do, especially if you're a hypochondriac, is just tell yourself, like, this is all. Yeah. Fine. Yes, like, because your sure. face is going to feel a little flush, dude, because the way it works is it just releases like nitric oxide and just allows for your blood vessels to dilate. So you're going to feel like flush and like fully, yeah. Wow. It's yeah, it's tight though. It's tight though. Do so your veins pump in your arms? A more? little bit, yeah. 
I mean, it, it definitely goes dicks one. Every, do you grow you more Everywhere's hard, dude. My nose gets bigger. <laughs> it's all like all over the place. What if I just yeah. grew a dick on my shoulder? I'd be like, dude, you took too much, brother. I'd be like, let me see that thing. Hey, bro. Yeah, yeah I got to come, bro. <laughs> hey, brother. I got a dick. Name. Do you do you want to have um kids? Uh, I think so. I, I I do and I don't. I I think um, it's just a time issue. It's not like yeah. I I would love to have them. I, I I love kids. I love the idea of like sharing that with someone. I love the idea of like I don't know. Yeah, like being completely selfless for something mm-hmm. other than myself is nice. Understanding like oh, maybe this you is could about just get a person. dog, or maybe yes. it's like like how much of it is that, and how much of it is like. Um, you know, just like being a narcissist and it's you ego. just want to see a mini version of yourself. Half of it is that. That has a and better head of hair and maybe a bigger a be- dick. I'll get him on Viagra yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, uh, very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put in his baby formula. No, I mean... I'm a dangler on. Yeah. <laughs> just the fucking leg, horse leg. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely built into us to have the ego thing, but it's like, I think sometimes as humans, we like overanalyze ourselves and I'm like, oh, how much of this is ego and how much is... It? It's like, dude... It's built into us to keep the race going. So it's okay that you find out that, oh, I think I like my baby because it kind of looks like us. It kind of looks like me. It's like, yeah, dude, if it didn't, You'd fucking kill it because yeah. you don't want it. It's like, yeah, it's fine. All yeah. right. We're, we're like, we it is like, funny though when a mom like parades her hot, perky tit daughter and she's <laughs> like, I used to have those tits. Like, yeah, I do feel like weird. there is yeah. something like that. You're like, like, mm, like I think you're just using her as like a purse, like an extension of what yeah. you used to look like. Yeah, there are some moms where you're like, it's like this her 16 year old daughter, and you're like, dude, you, can you like, yeah. Stop. Put that away. No, but that's what I had. You're like, yeah, but While I she's don't. She's eating like fucking yeah. nine fucking double mozzarella stacks. sticks. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I used to look like Murray. Yeah. Like, yeah, I but, used to cheerlead. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're like, oh my god. But yes, I agree. I, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I do think like it's a, it is interesting though. Like, you know, you'll see some like sports stars and they'll have like four kids by like three different women, and they're just like go about their day. Like, it doesn't affect them. But a lot of that is like. Do you have enough money to throw money at it? At a certain point, having kids, if you have enough money, it can almost be like you don't even have kids. They can just be like friends. Yeah. You're like, oh, you checking them, checking on them every now and then. They have a full-time nanny. Their mom's taken care of. And then you go about your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a totally different version of having kids than like having to raise your kids, work for them, see them every day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you also don't want to have a kid and then not be financially able to support them because we all know people who have been there or understand what it's like to have that added stress, have a kid and have that stress on the, I don't know. It's a, but there is something too, I guess like the, uh, the love I would have for a woman that like mm-hmm. fucking had my, kid, fuck, had my kid nine months of just fucking torture yeah. to then ruin maybe her vagina. Forever. Then, but then um, the other, the flip side of that love is just complete anxiety about like, what if I stop falling in love with her Dude, have and that, then break her heart? Oh, well, I have that with every girl that Without I deal with. Even, yeah, and yeah. I think you probably do too. Uh, I used to. Okay. I've been, I guess, better about being more of a sociopath. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't get connected or, or uh, because what happened was my parents were divorced, right? Mm-hmm. So the first girl I thought I'd ever fall in love with i'd yeah. marry like i literally had those thoughts like i was oh, very okay. hopeless romantic like and then she just stomped all over my dick and, and broke my heart but a lot of it had to do with my own self-worth and like why would she love me if i was being so fucking pathetic mm-hmm. um 
And then I kind of just kind of ran with that throughout my adulthood. And then, like, within the last two years, I've gotten confidence and, like, yeah, better at, like... And access to a lot more women as well. That's true, too. And you're like, I might as well... Thanks, girls gotta eat. Yeah, thank you, girls gotta eat. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah, Yeah, thank you, Nikki. Thank you, guys we fucked. Thank you, every girl in my... Hannah Burner. Oh, yeah, Hannah Burner. A lot of of 22-year-olds follow her, dude. Yeah, 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 she... uh, Yeah, these women... I fucking I, I love these fucking hardworking women, and I swear to God, it's not just to get laid. I mean, that helps. No, but for real, dude. Like, and I, I think it's been the same with you. I've only had in the industry the only people that have been nice to me and tried to help me at all, always been chicks. Yeah, never been dudes. It's because we're dude, so fucking hot. It's because we're really fucking hot, dude. With big fourteen-inch Viagra dick. cocks, and yeah, we don't brother. give them to them, yeah. and we just become friends with them instead, <laughs> brother. But they know, brother. They. Yeah, it's it's like the hardworking in the industry girls who want to help other people and have no like resentment and they just want to push people. It's very I mean, part of me sometimes I get, you know, a little uh um like I look at myself, I'm like Am I the funniest though, or am I getting attention because I'm friends with these girls? Or do? But then I feel like some of the guy comedians that are considered, you know, whatever, um, they have to lean so far into shocking to like have a yeah. man audience. Yeah, this like incel yes. audience that like yes, and I know exactly that what are you're all like disgusting. Like Legion of Scant, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. I find them very funny. They're really fucking but funny. But then it's like, do I even want to do... Like, is that me, dude? Yeah. Is that my default? Like, I think it used to be my like default. To, like, like, Jay Okerson is so fucking funny mm-hmm. and so good. And I, I think I would like listening to him because that's definitely a part of me. But I go, on mic, is that my default? And a lot of times it's not. And so... That would mean that I would have to be like constantly thinking, okay, how do I be the most like... And that's just then it's hard enough to just be yourself to then try to be someone else and yeah. because you want to get an audience and then uh, do people can see through shit like that people know when you're being fake yeah. or real and one day or another they'd find out and be like oh this isn't even who this guy really is like yeah you might laugh at that shit but you're not gonna make the fucked up crass jokes half the time because that's just not the first thing that comes to your mind mm-hmm. and you just gotta go alright yeah a lot, like a lot of life for me is realizing I'm not this person and trying and trying to stop myself from wanting to be them. You know, so often you're like, oh, I wish I was like them. And then you're not going to be yeah. ever. You're yeah. never going to be that person, dude. And you got to be happy with like the people that do help you and like really focus on those relationships. For sure. And and not wonder because you know what? They wouldn't in a minute, but I've gotten DMs from those kind of comics and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, uh, you're trying to fuck this girl. I was talking to her or something like, kind of like, mm-hmm. or it's like, oh, you just, or you're a cuck with these women. It's like, you're yeah. so jealous that I, my audience Bro. is like hot, gorgeous, yeah. smart women. And, and they fucking have just as good of a sense of humor. And meanwhile, you have like this guy yeah. eating mayonnaise out of a jar with a gun. And you're like, this is <laughs> my guy, you know? And it's like, yeah, dude. you're, but there's jealousy on that side too. And oh, it comes sure. out in different ways because then they're like, well, I'm an authentic stand up comedian, you know? Like, I'm sure that those are those thoughts too. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just having these thoughts. I mean, part of it is that, and part of it is those guys really exist. But the other other part is like, yo, it's so funny how many dudes are like, so you're fucking Hannah, right? Or it's like, you're you're fucking Raina. It's like, 
no, dude, I'm actually just homies with them. Like, yeah. I don't that first of all, that'd be such a mistake for my career because then you feel beholden to this relationship mm. you're in that you don't really want to be in. And then as soon as it ends, you're fucked. And number two, I'm allowed to be like homies and friends with these comics and make connections without also putting my dick in them, you yeah. know? Which I'm proud of myself for doing it because sometimes you can't make that mistake. But don't get me wrong, if I went on Call Her Daddy, I think I'd try and fuck the host. You know what I mean? She's so hot. <laughs> like, what? But, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I love that. It's like, I'm just a good guy, and I'm not that attracted to him. <laughs> like, that's essentially what you're saying. No, it's just. No, you know, no, I, I get it. I know what you're saying. I get yes. it. No, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Like, Nikki, part of it, Nikki sure. Glazer, by all accounts, yeah. is a hot woman, and everyone goes, how are you not trying to fuck her? Because exactly what you said. It's just like, that would complicate things so much. But that's how I Also, yeah. I don't fuck that good enough to get a raise. Mm -hmm. I'll yes. keep my job, maybe. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so that's like, actually, like, we have an idea for, I don't even know if I want, but like uh, a show where different friend couples mm -hmm. go on the show. Like, okay. And then it's kind of like a bachelor kind of thing, but, but with friends. Oh, and then you okay. switch up. The friend group see, to yeah. romantic, and then who knows? Maybe your initial friend, maybe you should have ended up with her because yeah. you didn't realize what was out there wasn't what you had with her. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's that. That's and we're talking about doing stuff like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you and Raina will be on it or something. Hell yeah, dude. There's many. Okay, hold on. Before I, I don't know this. This might take too long, but I want to hear the little John story, dude. Oh, because it's so good. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I take requests, DJ yeah. requests. Yeah, so um, just because that story, it, like the fact that do you tell it on stage? I've told it on stage. It's 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 uh yeah. It's I just have. long, but it's. I know. One time awesome. I did it on stage, and it was fourteen minutes. And uh, but I'm not. I I can shorten. Like I've told it enough times. Where I, so I was in Miami, and this is when I made all. I had all that money. Mm -hmm. So I had like. Whatever, I was living like a fantasy world life and um I had like two hundred grand and I'm hanging out with my bu buddies that are all rich and we're in Miami and we're doing bottle service. Yeah. And uh where it's like, you know, fucking three grand for two bottles of fucking vodka. Yeah. Just yeah. so you could have like models pretend exactly. to like you. Pret and then just drink your drinks. And then fuck the hot fucking suave yeah. guy on the dance floor with a <laughs> nine pack while you're crying. <laughs> Holding a bottle of kettle. Yeah. 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 Great life. I miss Miami. Dude, kettle. Yeah. It is yeah, so Kettle Miami. one, dude. Yeah, kettle one, dude. Or gray goose, bro. The goose. The goose. <laughs> the goose got me loose. Dude, let me get a kettle. Just watch, splash of water. Splash of water. And then yeah, the bartender. Dude. And you always expect the bartender to be like, you're fucking cool. Yeah, it's dude. Like, Oh no, Black Label rocks. Yeah, that's one of my other drinks. Scotch. Oh wow! Yeah, I got into that game. Damn. Sometimes I do Blue Label when I was Whoa, really yeah, it's like, Blue Label. It's like forty dollars a glass. Two fifty a bottle. You know, yeah, I, got, I got like six at home. So, anyways, we're all fucked up. We're doing a bottle service, and um, we've already been partying at this point for like three nights straight, pretty much. And uh, you know, this is the last hurrah. And my buddy. There's these girls at the table, and my buddy actually had sex with one of these girls the night before. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're in the cab, and I actually go home with this girl. And I'm like, oh, maybe she'll have sex with me, my buddy. You know, yeah. he's he's handsome, but, you know, I'm, I can hold I'm my own, you know. And uh, I go to kiss her, and she's like, no, I, you know, I'm not. That's not why. I, I just wanted to split a cab. And I was like, let's go. Let's go, whatever, you know. <laughs> I got my kettle, you know, whatever. So then... Uh, 
so then she's on. She gets a phone call and she's like, John, I can't come hang out with you. It's four in the morning. You know, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, and my buddy's name is John. That fucked her the night before. And I was yeah. like, dude, this is fucked up, dude. What are you talking to John now? <laughs> she's like, no, this is. Um, I don't know if you know him, but it's it's Lil John. And I was like, Lil John. And uh, and and she's like, you know who he is. I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I swear to God. And she's like, I was like. Do you want to go hang out with him at a strip club? I'm like, okay. Oh my god! So you're like literally you're like being that guy. And this, but you gotta understand, like Lil John at that point, that the, was like the pinnacle. The like yes. he was huge. Like had his shit with Usher. Yeah. Like huge. And uh, and she's like, all right, well, he's like 40 minutes north of here at a my at a strip club. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, so she's like, all right, John, we're gonna come up there. So we start taking a cab, and I pass out. I pass out hard, like, out cold. And she, like, wakes me up, and I'm like, where am I? Like, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm so fucked up at this point. And we're looking around, and I'm like, this is kind of a shady area. You know, this is, like, not great. And uh, I get into the strip club, and... It's like it's not like one of those nice drinks. Like this is like this is like yeah. you put your gun. You can carry your gun, just don't <laughs> the hit check the woman the with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't fuck your woman with an AK. Yes, cause, yes, yes. Because you know it's too long. Yeah, um, way too long. If you're gonna fuck them, do like a sawed off shotgun. Yes, sawed off. Got to be sawed, sawed off. off. Maybe an MP5. It's the most. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we walk in and uh, and. Uh, it's like all black light, you know, so you can barely see. Mm-hmm. So then I look over and I swear to God, there's little John and it's literally 10 people in his posse. And the East Side Boys. The East Side Boys. Damn. And she, there's one seat. There's only one seat open. Okay. So I'm like, all right, you know, she goes and sits down. I'm just staying, I'm standing in front of the East Side Boys and little John's right in the middle. And I'm just standing, you know, and I don't know what yeah. to do. I'm fucked up, number one. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm in a yellow Lacoste shirt. <laughs> I look like I just got off a fucking Boston Whaler, you know? <laughs> like, maybe collars popped a couple yeah. times. A couple times. And and he looks at me, and he, had, well, I think he is because he has sunglasses on. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And he just points like this. Uh-huh. And I look down. And there's two cups of, of of just I didn't know what it was, but it, it was like two cups like this size, well, pretty much this size, yeah, filled with liquor. And I didn't know what liquor was in there. Maybe it was, uh, the cups were probably a little smaller, but they were bigger yeah. than shots. And he just points like that to both of them, and I was just like, like <laughs> yellow. No, yeah, it's the first time anyone's ever said it. No, yeah, you no. said it before Drake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I said it way before Drake. And I fucking just drill them both, and it was tequila. Oh. And I fucking drill them both, and I slam them on the table. And I was like, ah, <laughs> right, like a monster. And you're already blacked out at the I'm point. already blacked out. And I swear to God, he just looks at me and he goes. Like he just smiles. You can just see the gold, and he's just like he's so impressed at this fucking yeah. white guy who looks like you know oh a my fucking God. yeah comes like an in insurance salesman and yeah. just drills both tequilas. I swear to God, he goes, "Hey man, hey!" Like he makes one of his one of the ten move, and then he makes them all move over. The dude with the gasoline. Oh yeah, fucking that would drink liquor out of the gasoline. 
he made him move over so then I could sit right next to him. I Damn. swear to God. I swear on my life. So now I'm the gasoline guy. You know, I'm fucking, I took over. It's no offense, bro, but you're a gas tank. I'm boy. gas boy now. Yeah. Give me a gas tank, bitch. <laughs> I'm gas boy. I'm gas boy. And so I'm sitting there and, uh, and I, I, it was like so loud in there, like you couldn't really talk. Yeah. And his, his one of his boys, I guess this is his job. He probably makes like two hundred grand a year to just hand me the magnum of fucking yeah Moet or whatever yeah. champagne. And at this point, I was like twenty four or something. Like mm-hmm. I never really even drank champagne. Yeah. And his other buddy goes to give me a flute glass, and I was like, Nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, I'm good with the bottle, bitch. And I just fucking. Take the bottle of champagne. I start chugging it, right? Oh. And then when I take it off, it fucking sprays. Like, <laughs> it was like literally like a volcano went out. Like, I'm caught. Like, bro. Like, the bottle jizzed all over you. Like, jizzed all Dude, over Dude, I did that once before. People don't realize if you drink champagne and you try to chug it, it shoots down your throat. I was with my ex-girlfriend on her birthday, and we were sharing champagne. And I was like, all right, I got to, like, catch up. Or I said some shit. So I, like, chugged it. Shot it down. Immediately, I went, I'm going to go throw yeah, up yeah. in my head. And so I looked at her. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Went, yacked it all up, and then came back and was like, I'll never make that mistake. Bro, again. that's exactly. So then I did that. If I, Well, I didn't yak yeah. at that point. I just spit it up and just yeah. all. And literally, I just took the two of tequila. Now oh, I'm taking the God. champagne, and it's all over my face. But I'm like the happiest mm-hmm. like, man yeah. alive. I was like, yeah. Did a window, did a wall, like shit, like that. And he just, I remember the only thing I remember him, I swear, I kind of remember him. Granted, I was like blacked out, but I mm-hmm. kind of remember him going, Man, you're a crazy white boy, something like that, <laughs> something along those lines. I could see it, yeah. And uh, so then they all leave and they go get like lap dances. I remember they were like signing autographs, and and I'm there, I'm alone with the crunk cup, and I'm like, Yo, I gotta steal this thing. <laughs> like in my mind, I was like, It was those right there, drunk and it's thoughts. like. $300,000 cup or yeah. whatever. It was like diamond encrusted. And then I was like, no, I'll just probably get beat up by the East Side Boys <laughs> if I take this. Like within like seconds, you know? Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, be a uh, that dude, video. I'd be like, <laughs> just fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm taking this. Yeah, you'd yell it. I'm still in the cup. I'm uh, white. I'm stealing yeah. this. It's cool. So I fucking, but next thing I know, like I start to feel sick. Uh huh. The tequila's hitting me. Uh, the yeah. kettle, fucking kettle and it's soda. Fucking kettle, baby. Yeah. The body's like, I, we need to prevent you from dying. Yeah. And I'm going to throw up. And I didn't want to, I don't know why. I didn't want to ruin the vibe <laughs> of anyone in there. I also didn't want to be seen like a pussy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't tell anyone that I'm leaving, like the the strip club. So I walk uh-huh. out, of, I stumble out of the strip club, and I stumble across the street. Oh, my God. And I start throwing up, like, on the sidewalk. And, uh... I fucking pass out. Like, I don't know if I hit my head or I don't think I hit my head, but I just like fucking went out yeah. on the ground. I'm out cold. And I fucking finally like come to and I wake up and it's it's like seven in the morning. And like the sun is like rising, oh. maybe like 630. The yeah. sun's like rising. It's just starting to get that Florida heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the strip club's closed. Everyone's gone. I have no money on me. And my phone's dead. So you must have been out for like an hour at least. At least, yeah. yeah. And my phone's dead. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I started looking around for like gas stations. Also, I'm like in like, a sh- not the best part of town. You're like in the hood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, 
I know this kind of goes back to being like, don't go down there. Yeah. But I but was like down for this there. one, yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. went down I there. I went down there and, uh, well, well, so then I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, and then I was like, how do I get back to South Beach? Cause I'm 40 minutes away. So I just fucking hitchhike. I throw up the old thumb. I'm thumbing it. You thumbed <laughs> it in. Yeah. I thumbed it in. And I'm, th- and I swear to God, within like less than a minute, like you would think, like, you know, like how a black guy can't catch a cab? Yeah, exactly. The opposite of that. Happened to you. And then Ron's in a cab. It was like yeah. just strangers. We'll pick- do it for free. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these guys pull up, two Spanish guys, and they're mm-hmm. in a convertible. And the convertible's down. And uh, I was like, hey, man. They're like, they're like, what's up? And I was like, yo, can you um, give me a ride to Hotel Victor? I don't even know if it's open anymore. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'll pay you $40. You just gave me a ride down there. And they're like, yeah, get in. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right. And so I get in the back and they start driving. And I start getting this like moment where I'm like, I'm going to get murdered. Like <laughs> these guys are going to murder. Like who picks, picks up, up a guy yeah. <laughs> like in like whatever. And I'm just like driving and I'm like, fuck, I got to get out of this car, you know? Like, yeah. And so I tapped the guy on the shoulder and they're both Spanish. They don't speak really any English. And I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, yo, man. I was like, whatever you do, don't don't murder me. <laughs> That's why I said to him. I go, don't murder me. And he, I swear to God, he pauses and he just looks at me and he just goes, um, you're the hitchhiker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I mean. The logic is so sound. So sound. Dude. Like, if anyone's killing, it's, it's you, me, dude. the hitchhiker. Dude. Yeah. I'm the fucking, I'm the hood. I'm, I'm the exactly. guy. I'm in a lacrosse shirt, collar popped, in the middle of nowhere. Dangerous. Strong enough to throw a thumb up? Yeah. Like, who the fuck am I? Dude. I'm the loose yes. cannon. They're taking a chance. For real. For $40, by the way. Not a lot. Yeah. So then, yeah, a dollar a minute of a drive. Exactly. So then, uh, and then I was like, it made me very relaxed because okay. it was like it was a very like yes. it really just put things in perspective. So then we're driving and um, and we stop at the bank and I was like, "Yo, if they're gonna murder me, this is the this time is they're gonna murder me." Yeah, I take out forty bucks, mm-hmm. maybe a two dollar surcharge, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know I'm down with that. Yeah, you, know? you give them thirty eight. <laughs> I give them thirty dollars. I was like, "Yo, bro, I don't the surcharge, the credit cards, yeah." I give them the forty. They drive me. You know, they drop me off. Damn. We do Thanksgiving now. <laughs> yeah, like, like they're my best, best friends. Yeah, they're my best. They're my best man. I'm a yeah. future wedding. <laughs> and so, uh, no, and they drop me off, and I go to the hotel. I go upstairs, and it's funny when I went into the hotel room. My buddy's sixteen nine with the girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, it was just like it's icing on the cake. And he's like sixty nine, so I was like, all right, I'll go to the bathroom, <laughs> and then. Because there's two beds in there, but he's like hooking up, and she was hot too. And um, but I go into the bathroom and I throw up more, and I pass out on the on the, oh, the toilet. Floor. Oh, on the floor. I wake up now. It's like noon. I wake up, and I'm so hungover, dude. Like that moment of just like, I hate you everything. hate your life. What are the decisions I've made? Yeah, I, I call the girl uh-huh. from the night before because I had a feeling like she was probably worried, and I was like, yo, um. I just want, hey, it's Andrew. And she's like, oh, my God. Who the fuck is this? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, my God, it's you. And, and I'm just like, what? And she's like, she goes, little John. And I was like, what about him? And she's like, he was concerned of your whereabouts. <laughs> That's how she put it. It was like right out of the Chappelle. Wow. She goes, she goes, 
he would love for you to um to join him at the Rally's hotel to party today and like I got bottle service and uh I was like well tell him I greatly appreciate it but I have to get the fuck out of Miami <laughs> I didn't go oh, I drove north no. I know I could have been like the oh, Jewish no. guy with like Manischewitz and fuck. chauffeur yeah I would You also could have died but <laughs> I know I I could not have I could not have drank that day Even with hair of the dog you think you would have been I don't yeah I couldn't it, it was, was that, that bad Bro, I was out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. And I'm driving back home. I remember, and I was so anxious. I just love the idea of a little John like looking out the window of being like, "Where is my new friend?" Yeah. You know, where is Andrew? Yeah. Meanwhile, part of me thinks like they saw me on the street throw with a cover yeah. in my own throw up, and we're like, <laughs> like "Yeah, we're not putting him in the zebra." Humber. Yeah, like the Hummer limo is. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, yeah. We're not getting that on the on the on the nice leather. Oh my god! We see he he remembered you. He did remember me. And then it's kind of funny, like two years later, I'm partying in Vegas mm-hmm. and we're having bottle service. I definitely learned my lesson. Yeah. And uh, and he's at the, like the table next to us. Little John is. Little John is. And uh, he has this huge bouncer. And I was like, yo, Little John, it's me. Like I'm yelling at him. I'm yeah. so fucked up. I'm yelling at him like this was yesterday. Yes. You know? And he's looking at me like, who is this guy yelling yeah, at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bouncer's like, if you keep yelling at him, we're going to have a problem. And I was like, all right. That, well, all right. Well. I was like, it's me from the street. You're from like, the, get crunk. Get, get yeah. crunk. No. <laughs> Crazy. I bet you he would have remembered you if you actually met him and explained the situation. I, just, I think so, too. 100%. I think he, and to this day, I think he was Because the fact that he... Because if it was just that night, he might have forgotten. But the fact that the next day... He asked for you to come party. I think there'd be a little. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, you were that crazy white boy." That I think you would remember. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I really do think you'd you remember. made a mark in Little John's brain. Yeah, I'm somewhere in there. Yeah, dude, that's that's I success. Mean, you know what? Though that was my 20s. That was like, that was like my life while I was making that money. While I was like uh-huh. going through all that, it was just searching for the next story. You know, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. one of the stories. And I'll always have that story. For sure, and I have like a few more like that, mm-hmm. which are kind of fun. Yeah, they're it's almost so unbelievable that people don't believe the story. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, but it's like, but then how would I know the specifics? Like, that's really what happened. Like, it's just like, it was just crazy. Also, the story doesn't make you look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. you look bad. But it's like, if you were making the story up, you would have said you went to the hotel to go see him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have said you threw up. You would have been like, oh, I went outside to talk to the stripper, and then he let. Like, like, that's how you know when a story is fake or not. It's like, if everything that's added is cool or if some of it is, like, real life where, you know, it's like, yeah, I went outside and I had to shit in a parking lot because I couldn't find a bathroom. No story, I end up being the hero. Like, the hero of a drunk, a drinking story, like, and then I came to her defense. Like, that's not a good story. that's fake, dude. Yeah, yeah. You hallucinated that. That's not what happened. (laughs) Yeah. What really happened is, like, when I was in Vegas and I passed out on a toilet with all my clothes on and then somehow found myself... It, no, sorry, pass on the toilet with naked and then somehow found myself in the bed next to my friend with my underwear back on and was like, I don't know what just happened, dude. I also walked in on you and I think a hooker last night. I'm just going to go back to sleep. It's like, or, yeah. that's, those are the yeah, real. Yeah, those are the fun yeah, stories. Those are the real. Yeah. That, I mean, and look, I don't regret those stories. Those are fucking, they're awesome. And I think people should get fucking life. loose yeah. and get fucking crunked up, but then also understand like, and look, some people can do that and then fucking be extremely productive. The next, it's wild. But it, that's not me. No way. And it never was. And like, 
I don't, and it only add to the anxiousness. Oh, for sure. So when you drink and you don't sleep, like any kind of mental problems you have are just going to be exacerbated so, and just turned up to ten. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, your brain is an operating peak. Let's make it even worse. Yeah, dude, amazing. It's a pretty good way to end it, dude. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was, um, this was really fun. You're this really was good awesome, at this, dude. man. Thank you, man. I had a lot of fun. You're uh, easy to talk to, dude. I'm happy we finally got to do this. You know, the dry boy himself, yeah. Andrew Collin. Yeah, yeah, fucking real dry boy. <laughs> my, fi- my, my favorite Andrew Collin joke. I'm a dry boy. I love that joke. It's so good. It's my most fun joke to do. I wasn't a dry boy last night, man. No, you no, lotioned up? I lotioned up. Interesting. Up. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I was high. I was like, I still feel better. I got high last night. Yeah. I ate so much. Probably ate so much. I ate so many like dried mango. I have like weird shit. In- I don't have any snacks here. I need to go get some pretzels, bro. But I ate just a bunch of. I got I two was high as fuck at Reina's. Um, oh yeah, you were. You saw. Yeah, you ate now, a lot of meat. How, now, how high did I look? Just your meat intake was pretty <laughs> impressive. I ate a lot of cured meat. Yeah, a lot of cured meat. And we were having the conversation with that girl about the dude that oh, she was yeah. DMing. I mean, and bro, I I like was way too real with her. I don't know if you remember. I remember I was like, hold on. This is the only question you need to ask yourself. Would you feel bad if it was the other way around? And everyone got super quiet, and she's like, yeah, no, I would. And in my high brain, I was like, no! Why did I just say that? Oh, dude. Well, it was how, from what I remember, I wasn't high, but I I don't really even smoke weed. That's I smoked weed only because I was hanging out with a girl that was in her 20s last night, and I wanted to seem cool. I want to look cool. And then she left, and then I was just alone, and I ordered two egg and cheese sandwiches, and then I ordered a Twix and a Snickers candy bar. Or no, the ice cream bar. Two different deliveries. Oh, so good, dude. Is it the best thing on earth? So fucking good. What do you like better, Snickers or Twix? They're both equally just fucking bananas. I think Snickers uh, ice cream is better than the Twix one. Yeah. Yeah. Snickers, you know what else is incredible? Just straight Snicks? A straight Snicks, yeah. In a freezer. In a freezer, yep. Straight Snicks. The little ones, the the mini ones. Yes, the mini ones, you can pop them in. Fuck. So good. Take off the bottom part. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, wait, you you mix it up? Oh, dude. Mm. I think a Twix in a freezer, straight Twix in a freezer would be good. Because it's so much like crap. Oh, dude. You know what's great in a a freezer, and not many people know? Grapes. And I know it's like a, a thing that like... Oh, I've heard of people doing that with their dogs, but I've never... Or people using it for... I've heard of people freezing grapes and putting it in wine so it doesn't water the wine down oh yeah interesting. but now you can just eat them straight bro straight grape yeah solid damn great red or green both i like green a little bit more Me too. they're both great i do too but the the sourness in the green and if there's a pit in there are you insane dude who the fuck chooses who the pit fucking buys grapes with pits are you trying to ruin your every time you have to worry Bro. about cracking your molar? Insane. The fuck is your problem, dude? Insane. Or people that serve pitted grapes? Insane. Or grapes with and don't pits tell you. and don't tell you. Yeah. And it's the big purple ones. And you're always like, I feel like they'd tell me if there's a pit. Yeah. And then you bite down and you almost break your tooth. Yeah. And you want to be like, you're an asshole. Like, yeah. wh- how d- now I have to like eat around the pit. And then you have to do the gross thing where you like spit the pit it's out. Fun. Every it's one, too. Because every grapes, s- it's not a plum. No. You're not eating one or two plums. No, no, no. You're eating like 15, 15 grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that's acceptable with is cherries. And even those, I don't want to eat them in front of anybody. True. If I'm eating cherries, I got to be alone on a recliner Pit watching cherry, something. Cherries with pits are pretty damn good. Yeah, because it's the, yeah, they're, they're good with pits. Yeah. Pitted cherries, for whatever reason, taste <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's still to be like, 
And then you have to do the thing where yeah. you're like, Oof. Also, like, yeah. watermelon? Why are you getting with, with seed? We don't anymore? need seed, seeded watermelon. No. We only need seedless. No. Okay. Remember when you were young and someone would say that, like, you'd eat the seeds and it would, like, grow a watermelon in your stomach? Did people ever yeah, put it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and remember, you could eat the light ones and not the dark ones. Exactly. The dark ones, which, yeah, are... <laughs> Tell me what that is. It's not the only thing either. I mean, there's so many, like, dark things that are bad. White things are good. It's like growing up. It's crazy. Except for chocolate. White chocolate, though, like, white chocolate sucks. Someone would say dark chocolate is fucking overrated. Dark, dark chocolate, chocolate is good for you, though. That's what they say. Yeah. That, I mean, it was a great marketing ploy, whoever did that. <laughs> well, it's working on me because I got a bunch of dark chocolate in my fridge. And I eat it, and I'm like, and I'm, this And is I healthy. only eat pits. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I only eat pits Just for, the, pit. for the cyanide and a little bit of, yeah. And I eat the rind on a watermelon and the outside of a mango. I'm fucking wild. Dude, you're insane. Bro. Your brother, brother, you're fucking wild, bro, bro, brother, boss. That's a <laughs> smoke. She's chief. a smoke, chief. Nobody and no. Wait, what was the one that you got called? Oh fuck, champ, champ. I hope she gets hit by a bus. Um, <laughs> no doubt, brother. <laughs> Where can people find you, bro? I don't even know, brother. <laughs> find me outside, bro. R J Posniak. Yeah, that's where you find me. Posniak.com, bro. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, brother, you can find me on Instagram at Andrew T Collin. Um, I bet you we have a lot of the same we listeners. Um, and then uh, I will be. When does this come out? Uh, tomorrow. Oh shit! I'll be at the end of this month in Phoenix. I think the twenty or like the twentieth, eight seventeenth through twentieth, I think, at the Phoenix. I don't even know in Phoenix with Nikki Glaser, Bunny Bone or some shit. Yeah, fuck, I can't. Phoenix remember. Improv. I think it's the Phoenix Improv. No, I feel like whatever. Anyways, I'll oh, be in Tempe Phoenix, improv, yeah, and then sorry. I'll be in uh, in Miami at the end of December, and I Hell think yeah. Tampa at the beginning of December. Beautiful. All right, look out for him then. Yeah. And listen to his podcast, Puddles. Oh, yeah, listen right? to my podcast, Puddles you got with it Andrew Collins. on your arm, right? Yeah, I did get it tattooed on my arm. And that's because some girl said that you made her panties Puddle in her panties. Damn. Now, did that make you hard when she said that? I don't know. We'll find out after I take that Viagra if I ever <laughs> was hard, boy. Dude, I can't wait. I'm giving nice. you a bunch. It's going to be awesome. All right, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, psychos. Bye. <laughs>